everybody, and welcome to another episode of Video Game Apocalypse, episode 133, I believe. <laughs> I am your terrifying host, Michael Reparas. Who else is here in the kitchen studio with me? I am also here, a fellow Hungarian and Dracula impersonator, <laughs> Christopher and Tista. Pull the string! Uh, I'm Dave Rudden. I don't know. I can't come up with a good accent. I'm sorry. Uh, and I am the fourth co-host for... Uh, 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 oh, God. That's how you do them. Uh, this Count uh, Floyd uh, impression man. is much easier to maintain if I wave my hands around. Uh, uh, this is the first podcast of October, yeah. and that means uh, uh, uh. it's time for a whole month of spooky, horror-themed yeah, episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm terrified already. I don't know if I can even get into the, the yeah. subject matter, but to ease us all in gently, mm-hmm. I wanted to start with a top five about survival horror games aimed at children. What? Ooh. That may seem paradoxical, but these are all games that, like, they're a little bit scary, maybe, especially if you're a kid, but they all have an overtly cartoony aesthetic. They're not really violent, at least not in, like, a really gory way. Kind of G-rated Disney scare. I would say PG-rated. Okay, PG. Yeah. In most for, of these. Monster Squatting. For some suggested mm. material. Mm-hmm. Monster Le- Squad is the pg 13 movie yeah. ever. Yeah. I, like I love that. It's the kid... Loading the shotgun. Mm. Oh, he yeah. fucking shoots. Yeah. He blasts away the creature in the black lagoon and then like reloads like you're a twelve year old fat kid. My name <laughs> is Horace. Kick him in the nards. Wolfman ain't got no. Oh, we're getting nards. ahead of our we're yeah. getting ahead of we our are, we're getting ahead of next Monday, the Monday night movies yeah. patron. Oh, like, oh, I can't wait for that one. That is one of my favorite <laughs> movies as a kid. Join us, please, oh, people. I I'm almost afraid to watch that, not because I'm afraid of the movie, but I'm afraid that it's gonna suck. No, it's and not that, like suck. it'll ruin all my cherished memories. It'll of weird you Squad. out hearing Kevin Arnold's brother call a fat kid a faggot. Mm. Uh, it's as if it's completely normal. You say that word. You <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna have I'm to quoting him. Don't believe. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean to express hate. I just think it's, it's, sorry, it's I odd. I, I messed up there. I was not mm-hmm. seeing the quotation marks mm-hmm. around faggot when you were oh, just okay. saying it. Yes. I was not watching. You were doing the finger motions. And even I want to go. Wayne. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm partly afraid because if I can start watching The Goonies mm-hmm. and get, like, this is so stupid, watching the Rube Goldberg device that opens Mikey's front Why gate. Why is it stupid? Because it's brilliant. dumb. Why it's would brilliant. You, why would you have that for your front gate? Why would you have to wait because you're for a, a chicken to lay an egg just to let someone in? Because you live in, what? where is that, like, Portland? Astoria. Astoria. Mm-hmm. Boring town. Why? That's true. Like, there's yeah. nothing else to do except watch chickens lay eggs in a yeah. Rube Goldberg device. And play device. in sewers. And I live that fix, life. And fix the penis on your mom's mm-hmm. statue. So it's upside down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's begin oh, to with top five survival horror games for children. Ooh. Number five. <laughs> Probably just played this, Chris. Is it grabbed by the Goonies? Yeah. It is. Hey. Oh, ranked number seventeen on the top thirty games. It was great the... replaying it again because I got to just like it when it came out. I got to wish it was better. Yeah, because it's it's so charming and funny and, well, and like it's it's such a weird follow up to Conquerors Back yeah. Fur Day because it's rare like going almost more family friendly than even mm-hmm. like the Banjo Kazooie games because even though it's like they're, they're monsters all the monsters are cute make sounds like <laughs> and the villain is a World War 1 flying ace named Baron Von Gool who's introduced like this <laughs> 
running back and forth in his attic making airplane noises. Well, this is from the rare yeah. school of dialogue, which uh, is like none. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no recorded dialogue really, except for humps and grunts from the main characters. But uh, it was a really interesting design. It did something that, like a lot, like a few games. I'm not going to say a lot of games, but there was like a brief mini trend of brawlers where you instead of mashing on buttons you just like held or flipped the uh, uh, the yeah. right stick in there different directions Jet Li game I yeah, think Yeah the Jet Li game the, the one or no it was um, Rice, Rice Honor, Honor like, yeah. which was also had a level set in the Metreon here in San Francisco what? That's really? right yeah uh-huh. or that on a stream someday and there was also that um uh, the Tekken spinoff starring, uh, what, Nancy or... Nina Williams. Nina, Nina, Jax, yeah. Jax. <laughs> yeah, it was Death by Degrees. Sub-Zero. And there was uh, Eternal... Uh, not Eternal Dark. God, I'm... I, Eternal, it Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yep, mm-hmm. in the, in the <laughs> game based on that. Really Jim. weird beat-em-up, but still... Well, yeah. he had to beat up all his <laughs> memories bad about of Kate, Kate Winslet, Winslet man. Yeah. <laughs> he had to fight them all back. And it's just Jim Carrey repeatedly punching Kate Winslet, and that's kind of disturbing. Mm. Too human was what I was saying. Ah. Too human also has that control. But so Ghoulies does it as well. It does, yes. So that's that's your main input, and you can also grab furniture mm-hmm. or pool cues, whatever, and swing them at uh, skeletons and other monsters who sound like this. <laughs> Hard to be terrified of skeletons when they're like. No, but I, I like that kind of stuff. I like that we all sort of grew up with these Halloween customs, but like it's very much a kids' holiday and making horror safe for it's children. Pronounced costumes. What did I say? Customs. Costumes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. No, the kids. Uh, well, yeah, and the yeah. background music in that level for fighting skeletons is great because uh, yeah, you yeah. can imagine the skeleton playing their ribs like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like xylophone. a Disney cartoon or ride. You need xylophone music when you got skeletons on screen. That's something that Guitaru Man knows. I like that you can just pull up uh, the the. <laughs> The destructible environments were interesting too. Of just like I'm yeah, next yeah. to this face, smash face. I'm up. Yeah. I'm next to this pool. Sometimes there's table. a thing in it. Yeah, you can hit people with a table too. And so, so you're kind of going from room to room in this increasingly open mansion, trying to find your kidnapped girlfriend. It's a uh, you know, it's, it's a non-subversion of the damsel trope. Huh? Um, kid, that, that, I thought the star was like a kid. Yeah, he well, he's like, like, he's like sister, 14, I 15. Was, yeah. I, was he's he too young for a girlfriend. girlfriend. I hope they're not. I, I, hope, I hope they're not uh, going too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I seem to remember kissing was involved. And yes, at one oh, point no. when you finally find uh, her, like in the first couple hours, she gets turned ugly, which means her skin is green. He's 14, doesn't matter. She gets made fat, and then she follows him around like making little kissy noises, like a like a little robot or something. I'm just saying, if uh, if you're a 14-year-old boy and you're alone in a giant mansion, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that you're going to be not... hitting stuff, but it's not, it's not other people. It's, uh, it's your wiener. Yeah. So you're saying grab by the ghoulies <laughs> would be more accurate if he just spent the entire time masturbating yeah, in front of you're skeletons. <laughs> no, but you're, no parents are in the house. It's an accurate adolescent survivor yeah. of yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. If this was in, taken in an entirely different context. <laughs> jacking it too hard! Yeah, that's jacking it very violently. That whack you hear is an unreasonably hard sock. <laughs> 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 but then the the horror element, like it wasn't just a cartoony game with monsters. Like it, it mm-hmm. had this weird moment where it tried to do jump scares. Mm-hmm. Yep. These weird moments, I should say, where you're walking through hallways 
that are lined with like these creepy monster heads, like mm-hmm. mounted on plaques, and it sounds a bit like this. The dings are you have to input a quick button sequence uh, to keep from uh, that's losing pretty your, unforgivable. your sanity in yeah. the game. But it's, it's, not, it's not even scary like unless you're a little yeah. kid because they're these big cartoon monster heads that you know yeah, you are can, going to come to life. You can and see which ones you. come to life. Yes, and that's all they do. Like They're mm-hmm. not going to actually hurt you. You just have to prevent your teenager from getting a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Again, playing this game again, I got a glimpse of like what I think was because rare. Because he's a heavy smoker who is, <laughs> is morbidly obese. I thought I got a glimpse of what looked like rare trying to do something completely different. Something that no one had ever seen before. Really revitalize a third person genre that hadn't yet quite been solidified on that generation of platforms. And then it looks like they bailed completely and turned like full kids game. But I do think the overall game is really interesting. It just doesn't... It's not that fun. It just It's yeah. missing one more ingredient. I don't know what it is, but I, I wish... Yeah, I don't know. you're right. It, it kind of... It feels incomplete. So. Yeah. I, I, I just wish, like, if it had a sequel, like, there'd be some kind of... We'd have a different kind of third-person game, because that's what this was. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. And again, you can, you can all play it for, like, practically nothing. I think it's literally a dollar worth of your rare. Well, replay. at this point, I think it, the, that yeah, game's under thirty. Really. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely under thirty. Sometimes they even sell it for twenty. Yeah. Buy that game. It was a weird choice as a rare fan who was mm. waiting for their first game after getting bought by Microsoft. Oh yeah. When it first. was this one, it was very disappointing because they did Star Fox Adventure, and then they took two years off to. And this was oh, this is their awesome thing, even though. They announced their partnership with a video of Banjo. So you're like, oh, is it going to be Banjo? Or are we going to get? Are we going to get Perfect Dark? As it would turn out, this was like the only one. This and Conquer were the only ones Microsoft was cool with putting out on the Xbox original. Yeah. And then they just made everything else a launch game. Yeah. For the like Cameo was originally supposed to be original on Xbox, but didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you you didn't bring up the the fact that Grab by the Ghoulies is also kind of a a saucy title. Yeah, well, when when I first heard about it, it was uh, leaked as Conquer grabbed by the ghoulies. Uh, yeah. Really? And and yeah, like grabbed by the ghoulies means like being it. grabbed by the balls. Yeah. Oh, man, all these British slang, dirty yeah, jokes, and yeah. Well, you want to you want to look at dirty British slang? Look at yeah. the Ratchet series. Yeah. Up your Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, going Commando. But that was that was because in England they had a serial. Uh, called Ghoulies that was shaped mm-hmm. like testicles. Oh yeah, it's like oh. eye holes from Rick and Morty. Oh, I love uh, me Ghoulies. Ghoulies, two ninety nine at your nearest Shropshire Mall. Did you know? In, uh, did you know in the UK they couldn't call it the Spy Who Shagged Me? Yeah, yeah. it's like saying uh, the Spy Who Fucked Me. Yeah, if it was, uh, if it was a film title here, yeah. I heard that like about Singapore that like they wanted to call it the Spy Who Shocked Me. But, uh, my favorite yeah. Ratchet and Clank game is the uh, co-op one that's called Double Penetration. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a bridge too far. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. The double and penetration mean different things. So, no, like... really, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Grab by the Ghoulies, it's pretty fun. I think like a solid 6.57. Yeah, um, sure. It's even referenced in Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts as a game that didn't sell very well. It's in a yeah. garbage can. It was Multiple, <laughs> tons of unpurchased yeah. copies are in a garbage can. It was awkward that it was even mentioned in like the whole like a uh, big sing-songy thing mm-hmm. that the intro to Rare Replay. They like taught it, it only has like five words of the song, but I'm like that's five words too many. Give five yeah. more words back to uh, Blast Corps or something. <laughs> 
because I nobody bought this this yeah, nobody disc liked for that it. game. So you that don't tap need dance to... number though, God, it gets me every time. Yeah. It was kind of below Rare's usual standards. Yeah. It felt it felt unfinished. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I just, it's almost too simple yeah. because you just have the two inputs of grabbing and mm-hmm. hitting. Yeah, and it's also a little uh, unrelated to that. It's also weird that you're in this guy's mansion, mm-hmm. uh, and all like you're helped by his servants. Mm. All of his servants Indeed. are against him <clears throat> and on your side and want to help you out. Which is weird. And they're all terrified of the monsters, which also seems weird because... Wouldn't they be used to the monsters? Aren't the monsters always there? It's not like you just came and there's a sudden infestation. (laughs) I just think it's really interesting. It looked like Rare was trying to make, like, somehow be the Pixar of video games. And I envision an alternate history where this was a success... And there'd be two different types of third-person games, some of which didn't involve shooting mm-hmm. and were more like Grab by the Ghoulies. But no, it's not that good. Grab by the Ghoulies also involves shooting. Mm-hmm. In that I haven't made it very far into the game, but I have made it far enough to get a fire extinguisher that you can use oh. to spray various things. So let's move on to... Number four. I found myself walking through a deep forest in a thick fog. How did I get here? I should have been home by now. Suddenly, I saw a bright light before me. It was the hotel. Do you need a room for the night? My, my. You certainly do look exhausted, don't you? I'm sure some of our European listeners will recognize this. Uh, This is a game that never came out in the U.S., but we did see like some parts of it arrive. Like We got toys for this. Uh, it was advertised as a Capcom game, by the way. Oh. Uh, this is Gregory Horror Show. Oh, Gregory yes. Horror Show. I've yes. never heard of this. So it's yeah. based on... There, there's a CGI series that uh, of like two and a half minute shorts. Yep. They're all on YouTube. I recommend you go watch them. Uh, who tell the, it's it's all unfolds in first person and it's this CGI thing about like these weird blocky animals that live in this hotel that apparently exists uh, in limbo somewhere and the proprietor is this kind of creepy ugly mouse and uh, the hotel is filled with various bizarre characters that just want to not murder you but keep you like suspended between life and death you're you're playing as a kid, a boy or girl who finds their way to this hotel and has to steal souls from the residents as the residents Whoa. are trying to kill you. You're not stealing wow. their souls, you're stealing souls that they just are carrying around in bottles. Oh, okay. Boy, this is really confusing. Because, yeah, when, once you get there, you meet this guy. Okay, how's about I make you a little deal? See, my job is removing lost souls from the living world. And that hotel is full of lost souls, what needs to be removed right away. If you go in and find me, I'll show you the way back. So that's, that's, slumming it. Yeah, that's Death, the Grim Reaper, who just shows up, uh, I think, on your first night and offers you a job. Mm-hmm. And from there on, it's your, your job to skulk around and try to find souls. And to do this... You actually have to go out into the hallways where the guests are roaming around and set traps for them to knock them down, and then they'll drop their souls. Or, or there's there's uh, some that'll like give you quizzes, and if you answer right, then they'll give you their souls, whatever. Mm. Sounds kind of like deception. It's a little bit like that, except you're not in control of the environment. Uh, okay. You're just you're just 
exploring it and uh, like you have a banana peel that you can drop on the, the ground ah. and uh, like okay I can see on the map that this <clears throat> psychopathic nurse is patrolling <clears throat> over there so I'll drop this banana peel and she'll fall on it and while she's stunned I'll grab her, ah, so her it sound, soul bottle. So it sounds like uh, the version of Home Alone that I played on the Tiger Electronics uh that's a, that's that's too uh, that's that's too narrow reference. Hmm. No one no one else owns that same were, tiger. Were those European people doing American accents? I wonder. Um, I'm not really sure because it the this uh, the series itself is Japanese. Yes. Oh, okay. But I'm but guessing never came here in any capacity. No. Uh, dubbed. It might have been on TV actually. I feel like I would have remembered it, and I've never seen it. I, I remember coming I mean, across it. Was, this it game. was before your time at Capcom. I mean, this was like this was PS. But it was also era. at the time I was paying attention to every cartoon on television, uh, and I feel like I would have heard of this had it come out here. Yeah, strangely, I was able to find. I like found a Gregory toy at like mm-hmm. a Suncoast video in the night in the, the early two thousands. So right. it must have come out in some capacity, right next to the the mesh Goku button up shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. exactly. But you're not without friends in this hotel mm-hmm. you have uh this guy my name is neko zombie do you think i'm scary i don't need your sympathy the guests <laughs> in this hotel are planning to keep you trapped here for all eternity yes so they're not going to give up their souls that easily Dude, what a great voice actor <laughs> yeah yeah that was that awesome was. <laughs> I, that was really good work it's, so he's it sort of reminded me of Moaning Myrtle. That's it. Kind of. Well, ne- Neko Zombie is this character who's chained up in this cell that's right next to your hotel room, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll let Gregory himself explain why he's kind of scary. The cat that inhabits that room is the last remnant of a family that once caused us a great deal of trouble. A most dangerous cat indeed. He was once a beautiful creature with fine silky fur. Then, one stormy night, long ago, someone sewed everything shut. Eyes, mouth, ears. Penis. Oh, what a horrible thing. That's the lead character right there? Yeah, that's that's Gregory, who, uh, who's the proprietor of the hotel, always walks around with a candle in hand. He sounds annoying. He's yep. super creepy. Ugh. Especially in the in the, in the cartoon, um, yeah, it's but, the, the the cartoon. It's it's done a little bit better. But looking at the box art, it's like Minecraft done. It is kind of Minecrafty, or, yeah. Ten years earlier, I guess it's papercraft. Uh, is that on that list? Is that on the list? Minecraft because you know, that's scary and children you know, play I've, the shit out of I've that. I thought about it, and it certainly like it has moments where it's survival horror, especially mm-hmm. like at night in the survival mode but I think it's mm-hmm. it's mainly a construction game it's not yeah. really a, a directed experience like some of the games on this list this was like a really weirdly experimental time for Capcom because this is also I I mean I'm just thinking PS2 Capcom exclusive <laughs> under the skin mm-hmm. and then they had yeah. the, then there was Birdman. yeah then there's like the the Capcom or the the um the GameCube exclusives. I think you're seeing besides... why the West doesn't have a lot of uh, cloud yeah. to release anything anymore. Yeah. Also, this is one of the most gruesome characters. Ooh. Like ne- Neko Zombie is, you know, he's he's sort of like a cartoon cubist cat who's had his mouth and like eyes. Like you can tell they were stitched shut at one point, but he's got them open now. Meanwhile, uh, Catherine the nurse, who's like a, a pink iguana or something, mm-hmm. is absolutely terrifying. Gregory, that child that just moved in is so adorable. My Catherine, you certainly know quality when you see it. 
Yeah, the weird constant How orgasm. How many times did she climax during that single? I think voice at least clip? three. Yeah, wow. now, that makes a little kid unfriendly. But uh, <laughs> when when you get caught in this game, like these characters will chase you through these dark hallways, you have to evade or trap them. But if they catch up to you, they'll make you sit through a horror show, in which you watch yourself get executed by them somehow. Wow! Um, and she, hers is like there. There are two that are actually kind of bloody. Uh, one of them is the Hell Chef, who's this chef with a giant butcher knife and, and who has, like, a flame on his head that keeps him going. And he just sort of, like, slashes you with the knife and then you fall over in a pool of blood forms. But when Catherine catches up to you, you, you faint and fall over onto your face. And then she has a, this gigantic hypodermic needle that's, like, bigger than she is. And she jams it in your head and fills it with blood and then wanders off. <laughs> yeah. mm, wow. <laughs> That is, that is, I guess, them looking so cutesy is what stops it from being too horrible. Exactly. But yeah. Maybe that's what stopped it from coming out in America. Yeah. Maybe it's it's like it's kind of hard to market something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, something like Under the Skin would have been difficult enough, but then mm-hmm. this, it's like, well, it looks kind of kitty, mm-hmm. and it is, but then it's really scary. How do we convey that? Because you'd never think it was scary looking at the characters, ever. Yeah. Like, even if somebody told you this is a scary fucking game, like, that fucking mouse, I'm not going to be scared of that. Come on. Hmm. I thought Capcom USA instead focused on um, on uh, Harvey Birdman. That's a better... That came better later, game. but yes. I also guarantee that these games are virtually unreleasable, because I do believe there's some Capcom cameos in Gregory Horror. Really? Possibly, yeah. Huh. And like, yeah, never be released again. Oh, that's too bad. Mm. Soul Collector, but is the Japanese title, by mm. the way. But uh, let's move along to something I know Hank, Hank and Dave know very well. Mm. Number three. This is what? Is Luigi's Mansion? No, I? no, it's the best 3DS Three Pass game. Oh, Monster, Monster Manor. Manor. Yeah, Why don't I know this? This is my game of the year. I also know this too. Sorry, I was waiting for Luigi's Mansion on this list. I was like, all right, that has to be. Stop Luigi. spoiling the list. <laughs> I have triple beaten this game. I yeah. love this game. Oh well, yeah, too. you gotta get you get to the thirtieth floor, but then there's the fiftieth floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never did quite get everything because the puzzles in well, that game are annoying. Well, it's just kind of luck too yeah. to get some of the last um, tickets out of the game. Yeah, yeah, those puzzles are not fun. Where did this come out? Uh, two years ago, I think it's twenty thirteen. I think it's because it's so good, and it's what like two dollars. $3? Uh, yeah, it's like a package deal. I think three for ten yeah. or something like yeah. that. This is like the best game you could buy with money. Yeah. Period. It was. Like, it's so I disagree, good. but it is. I think the most fun out $2? of the Street Pass. It's so it good. It was way better than the other two games, which mm-hmm. were a space Flower shooter. Town. In, in, oh wait, no. There's four games. And there's rock four paper games. scissors. 
Yeah, rock, paper, scissors. The, the army one sucked. is the crappiest. The but, army and yeah, that's the one I've probably the, played the most. The space shooter was just like, mm, Triple it's B okay. That too. Hey, that's and a then, fine shooter. It's, it's good, fine. but you'll play through it you're once done, again. You're done. Yeah. Like, like, there's no real week. reason to yeah. play through it again. Mm-hmm. Flower, Flower Town is actually pretty good. Flower Town I, really I, grew on I disagree. Flower Town. I disagree. Yes, I'm not with you guys. That's somehow cool to like. It's not good. I didn't mean to make a pun, but it really did grow on me. In how it, I don't know. The more I got used to it, I was like, yeah, yeah, finding uh, finding these combinations Uh makes sense. But then again, this one was definitely the best. Developed by Probe, aka Ginaka Studio. Who uh, who are secretly, they've secretly only made really interesting games. They did uh, Let's Tap, which was a game that you controlled (laughs) by not even touching your remote. Touching a box. Yeah. You touch a box your remote sits on. Then Let's Catch, which is. I used to get made fun of like for how much I like would talk about this game back when I was a game pro, but it's a game where you just play catch with people. But they, well, first of all, the catching mechanic is really cool because you've literally got to like it's almost you have to treat the remote like a glove. But when you're doing when you're playing catch, like people will tell you some like really sad shit. Like my parents are getting <laughs> divorced. Throw. Sounds like Dave's <laughs> biological it. clock Kinda. is ticking. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, you just meet these people who are like, I don't know what to do with my career, like just like really burying their soul to. Because like when you're playing catch, it feels like I don't know, Dad. Yeah. Is there a god? <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather play that than uh, what was it, demonic pitch or the uh, oh, diabolical pitch, diabolical which pitch. I also think is very underrated. Mm-hmm. I, I was fucking. It hurts. You're gonna tear my rotator. Yeah, cuff playing that but game, it's man. still fun. Nope. Um, <laughs> But then, and, and, and after that, just they, gave me an yeah. idea for what uh, the question of the week this week. But and, we'll get back to that. But baseball then, games. What is your favorite baseball demonic baseball? And then they did no. Ivy, Ivy the Kiwi, which was this weird platformer that was kind of uh, neat. Yeah, you got to draw the platforms yeah. for Ivy to bounce. He's off a little of. cute little bird. And then this game. So like everything, like none of the, nothing they've done has been like that successful. But everything they've done is interesting. And they also made a fishing resort game that was basically Animal Crossing, but all fishing. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. then they transferred that over to the fishing game yeah. for. Street Pass just really made, good. but yeah, the and even though it's not technically correct because these are both part of Street Pass, I'm also folding in this game. Ah, oh, the zombie game. Battleground Z. Yes, yeah, that's good. But I, I like the yeah. haunted house. Yeah, Monster too. Manor is more fun. Yeah, this is like they people compare Battleground Z to like a really really simplified Diablo. And I like uh, I like in the haunted house the cannibalizing the item stuff like you. Yeah. You get a good gun, but you double it up with another gun, and it consumes yeah. that gun, and and it's like just all the leveling, and, all the stuff knowing... that doesn't work in the fishing game, yeah. <laughs> very well. You know what? I didn't even realize until just now that it's the exact same mechanic in the fishing game, except not as good. Mm-hmm. Except it gives you no nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm still almost beating the fishing game. I just got right. two two more legendary fish to get. Okay. But I, anyway, yeah, the I, this is so good. Monster Manor is Monster Man- Manor is yeah. so goddamn great. Yeah. Especially I these bits. Oh. Like that, that for someone who's played a lot is immediately a Just like, oh, fucking random encounter again. But then I get to hammer on A and hold down B and mm-hmm. yeah, it was, just shield yourself while shooting at ghosts. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Wonderful active time battles with this odd little puzzle exploration elements. Like, yeah, the puzzle, Jesus, yeah. like the perfect 3DS I, game. Like, great no game's puzzles have made me feel... Made me feel more stupid. Made me meal. Uh, made me feel more stupid than Monster Manor because they give you. They tell you like a. Uh, you should be able to beat this in ninety seconds, and, it t- and meanwhile it's like five minutes later. I'm like, I don't understand. It's, it's like, like reverse Tetris. He's weak to fire, yeah. you dummy. <laughs> no, the, and yeah, I don't want to leave the floor until I filled it in. Uh, why aren't yeah. I get? Why am I getting nothing but like 
I'm not getting any single pieces. Man. I can't fill it in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh, that pain of looking for the single pieces. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Sending people to the back of the line, like, okay, what do you got? Yeah. What do you got? What do you- oh. God damn it! All my friends suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the nice things about playing it while working at a at a, a company that had yeah. lots of people mm-hmm. who had 3 dss mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's when I was playing it when I was going to every convention too. So I could um, I got through this a little quicker than most people I would I mm-hmm. bet. But I think that if you have a 3DS, you please buy this. It's like the best game for 3DS for the price. I love this game. Yeah. And I love your little helper with her shock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Too. She's pretty cool. What's her name? Don't recall. Nobody it's does. It's like that, that opening like, of like everybody being grabbed out from like the the door vagina of a castle and a hand <laughs> coming out of it. It's oh, fucking yeah. awesome. A giant skeleton. Every time. Every time I loved it. I played the shit out of this game, and now I have not. It has left well, my yeah. brain. Not really, like, fucking love it. Mm. I, it's a lot. It's probably yeah, it's been, the the deepest of the street pass games. Yeah, totally. Like I, yeah, yeah. well, I was done with the first, the other two, the other three. Now, not not the flower, flower game, but the the other the the so two that whole game is about waiting. the rock paper scissors and the um, the space shooter were just like I was done in a week. Mm-hmm. The flower game is way too slow of a burn. This is like that perfect mixture where it's yeah. like I. I I'm not kind of like, okay, what also, flowers when you need, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's... all the other Street Pass games, to me, feel like a mini-game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas this feels like a full game. Yeah. Mini-game. Like, you know, it's still a, an inexpensive game, but it still yeah. feels like, okay, you covered all your bases. This is a game. Yeah, it definitely, it, like, every one of these games, it, it feels like a free-to-play game, but the free-to-play is, like, meeting people or mm-hmm. walking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this one just felt a little bit less like that, which made it... That much more endearing, and yeah, just like the concept of like going up fifty floors, like it definitely felt like a big quest you were doing, whereas everything else is kind of not like that. Yeah, definitely. So here's one that I think Dave can talk about. Hmm. Number two. Ooh, yeah. Awesome possum. Yes, Chris. Awesome possum. Yes, I knew it. What is this, Dave? That's uh, "Zombies Ain't My Neighbors." I wish I knew this was a game better than I did. Uh, I I played the shit out of this no, uh, no. back in the day, but it's uh, it's really good and, and surprisingly scary for what's mm-hmm. essentially a top down action game by LucasArts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it starts out and you're you're fighting zombies with a squirt gun or whatever while trying yep. to grab as many uh, living humans as you can. But then you get on like there's more and more monsters as the game develops and like you're being chased around by like small demonic dolls that look like Chucky and throw meat mm-hmm. cleavers at you. There's the the level with like the hedgerows and yeah. the, the chainsaw dudes that will cut their way through mm-hmm. the hedge to get at you. There's one with a giant baby I remember. Yeah. I think that um, was a boss, right? Yep, yeah, that was one of the boss levels. Yeah, it's a lot like um uh costume quest would do this later on, but like it mm-hmm. uh, it it kinda like Puts you in the perspective of a kid fighting zombies, and it's like, well, you're only using kid stuff, mostly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like water gun, soda, like a six-pack of uh-huh. soda. No you, suction you, darts? Yeah. Well, you can get stuff like weed whackers. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, just stuff like that gun. seemed re- realistic instead of, like, rifles and, like, yeah. and shit like that. And, like... Although, although you do get rocket launchers, which, you know, are commonly mm. found in the suburbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every kid gets one for birthday. What was your uh, what was your favorite of the bystanders you'd come across? Girl on Trampoline? Or, oh, that yeah. one was pretty cool. Like, I, I was, I was watching, a teenager when this game came out, so... Yeah. I was watching... The, well, it's it's like a little girl on a trampoline. Oh, wait, never mind. 
I said nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, watching the YouTube video, I'm like distinctly remembering the feel of climbing on the trampoline and like waiting for your sprite yeah. to cross the little girl's sprite <clears throat> so you'd collect her. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. It was kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. Like, I think one of the biggest fights I ever had with my younger brother was over this game. So, like, we were... Oh, yeah. So, like, we had two friends over, and we were on a really frustrating level in this game. And, like, so I... Because it was two-player, I would play with one of our friends, and he played with the other one. Mm -hmm. And we eventually got to a point where we were, like, really being, like, harshly critical of how we were doing. And then it got <laughs> personal... And then me and my brother got in a fight, and the other two had to leave. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> and you guys were like... <laughs> yeah. Did your did your mom or dad they say, like, they you got to go? Or no, we were latchkey you... kids, so like... So your uh. friends were just so uncomfortable. They're like, we're going to yeah. go. Mm. It's got too real. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own brothers we need to fight. <laughs> but it was a great... It, like, despite that uh, less um, than nice... Thing to say, but I, the, the co-op was really fun. It's like a cool little uh, like adventure puzzle game to tackle together. Yeah, that was that was a really cool game, and and I think the the music has stuck in my mind to the point yeah. where I set aside the bridge of that first song. Mm -hmm. Weird like monster laughs in the background. <laughs> Great song. It is. It sets the mood really well. Huh, I they, think there I was a lot of samples thing. in this music because I remember there oh, was yeah. just one that was like. Yeah, I think it's this one. Yeah. Yep, that's it. So I'm been trying to figure out what this says. <laughs> I don't really have a good answer. <laughs> I heard tongue the bung. I, I heard, uh, I heard, I've heard anything from I'll kill you myself to you're going to get knocked out. I, it might just out. be something like... <laughs> I'm sorry I hung up. It's like an audio Rorschach test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got I, a that's, hubcap. That's the question of the week. What do you hear in Well, this? what platform did you play on? Super Nintendo. Yeah, obviously. So the Genesis version is a tiny bit different. Is it? Um, it contains it. one major thing. What? Blood. Oh. Uh, it contains a, like, just whenever you die, there's a giant stream of blood, whereas on Nintendo, I think it's purple or green. Right, yeah, and, uh, on the screen itself, yeah. But it was, originally blood, was it on PC? I don't know. I don't arcades, I think. Lucas. No, I, I don't think it was in arcades. It, it, but oh, I, thought, yeah. I thought Konami published it. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, the other interesting thing about this game when it came out was that... As the most 90s cover of all time. Well, I was going to say there were so... But it was 90s in that it called back to 50s stuff. Yeah. Because at that time, even then, there were so few American-developed games that were that big, and very few called upon Americana, you know? And then here's this thing that's all, you know, Americana and 50s stuff and drive-in movie theaters things and... It may as well have just well, had the picture of like the lady wearing the 3D glasses, going ah. It's like someone from my generation making something about the 80s. It's like yeah, yeah. this is what I remember. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is what they yeah. do. I mean, that's basically Hotline Miami. No, I yeah. just want to say it once again because you should watch it. Pee Wee Herman is the Scott Pilgrim for kids of the 1950s. <laughs> it yeah. is. Wow. You know, there, there was a lot of that. Hotline Miami is also a top-down action game. I think it actually mm -hmm. really is a zombie ate my neighbors of today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it plays a lot like it now that you mention it. I think I, I man, you're I onto it. something here. I have an essay I need to sell. Polygon. They both have really good uh, music too. It was oh, published yeah. by Konami. I think um, you've earned yeah, a. See? All right, I stand corrected. But it was developed by LucasArts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Konami games are always weirdly, like, disproportionate in terms of, like, SNES versus uh, Genesis. Because they had Sunset Riders, which was, like, Mm -hmm. way better on SNES. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tournament Fighters, way different on every console. Oh, totally. You know, the the LucasArts thing, I bet they just didn't have... The hard to get console publishing stuff, so they, they just did, went uh, with other people. They did Star Wars games. Nah, Super Star Wars was by TDK. Oh, it was not by. It was not the, the, the sequel of the game Ghoul Patrol was published uh-huh. by JVC, who did Ooh. publish the Star Wars games too. Oh, that's JVC, uh-huh. not TDK. J- I got the Ghoul two. Patrol was uh, different tape uh, manufacturer. It was Genesis only, right? Um, no, it was on Super Nintendo. Was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I huh. just I chose to ignore it because it was like just didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they aged up the characters a bit, and yeah. uh, but I mean the the guy still had that stupid like Goku haircut with mm-hmm. like the three D glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They probably didn't have music like uh, um, 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 uh. like that. <laughs> All right, he still, he still looked like Casey Sismisco in Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, shades, three D, whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. What? Mm-hmm. How could you wear that for any amount of time? That sounds- <laughs> That Seems guy horrible. is so blind. His cataract yeah, is ma- so horrible. It makes my eyes hurt just looking at that guy. <laughs> All right. Here's the one that Henry's been waiting for. <laughs> Henry, what is this game? That's Luigi's Mansion. Yay. The GameCube launch game that... People got, you know, so, you know. This the, isn't Mario! The NES had Super Mario Brothers, uh, Su- Super Mario World, Super Mario 64. When it's time for the GameCube, they know they needed Record Luigi's scratch. Mansion. <laughs> and that's why they failed. Uh, yeah, so, this, it, but it was a Miyamoto developed game. Well, he oversaw it as it, much as anything. It was mm-hmm. an EA Well, he was, he was in an adjacent room. Well, he was across town. No, he, <laughs> he was included in Like, it was something close to him, uh, close to his heart, because he, he was the guy who approved Luigi's Mansion 3D that would end up being mm-hmm. Dark Moon. Which is, if Luigi's Mansion Vanilla... Mm-hmm. Is famous for anything. It's for making Dark Moon happen. Because that game is fucking excellent. Well, the first one is it's really fine. great it's too. It's really like good. It. It's just well for a launch game. It was one I beat in two days, which was just like, and I, I kind of made that. I kind of stretched it out mm-hmm. over a weekend. It's, and, it's just so. Yeah. It was so frustrating. It still is. Like you pick up, look at a GameCube controller. Unless you played an like hours and hours of Smash, that controller mm-hmm. makes no sense and it's really shitty. And then you pick it up, play mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion, like. The controller was made for this game. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. This is unbelievable. This is the only way it works appropriately. Kind of like how the uh, original Xbox's hamburger mm-hmm. controller was like, this is perfect for Halo mm-hmm. and nothing else. Nothing else. Yep. Yeah. No, and yeah, like on the uh, the on the R button the and the L button, they were analog. They were yeah. analog things, which work great for like, this sucks this much and now sucks more. And mm-hmm. by the way, it, I, it and sounds re- like this. The sound of the hearts going down, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. as somebody who had to write about Luigi's Mansion and a sequel a bunch of times, it's really hard to avoid the word "suck." Mm-hmm. Enough times, you're, well, because you're using a vacuum yeah. to suck up ghosts. You have to say like ho- Hoover up sometimes. No, I don't say that. Hover, 
Well, why don't you just Kleenex them up while you're at it, or maybe Styrofoam them up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Luigi in Luigi I, surprisingly. I only Dyson them up. Oh, I had an argument with my girlfriend. For some reason, she uh-huh. played a bit of Dark Moon, which is like a billion percent more than any other video game made in the last 80 years. Uh, and she was like, "We had a, did, do you kill the ghosts in Luigi's Mansion? I said no. No, no they're like sent into like a room or something, right? Yeah, she, even no. she was wondering, like, well, they're... To do what? Wither and die? And like, they're no, ghosts. They don't die. They're dead! It's like they're, a ghost they're already dead. <laughs> I, I have the answer for this. Please. In the, in the friendly world of Nintendo, even those ghosts, well, especially in Dark of the Moon, but also in the other one, these ghosts are being mind controlled and influenced mm-hmm. by this they're magical They're all good moon. too. They're mm-hmm. good ghosts mm-hmm. until they're turned bad. And Luigi captures them in the Poltergust. Gives them to eat Professor Egad, and mm-hmm. once the Dark of the Moon is destroyed, mm. then they're back to normal and they're set free. Dark of the Professor Moon. Professor who? Professor Egad. Jesus. He's a creep. Oh, yeah. Yabnab Luigi! Yabnab. What in language is he speaking? Jawa. Yeah, he said no boom boom for Soul Brother. It was yeah. it was awkward. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, Professor Egad has been a recurring character in the Mario universe since then, even appearing mm-hmm. in some of the RPGs, like mm-hmm. not just yes. not just wow. us. Uh, but the the star of the game is Luigi. This is his first game where he mm-hmm. was the main character, uh, not counting edutainment bullshit, mm-hmm. and he. He's so afraid. That's yeah. what I love so much. That Mario uh-huh. Mario shows no. He rarely shows fear or disappointment or anything. I mean, sometimes he will go like "Wow" and or yeah. whatever. He's a Ford F one fifty with a no fear sticker. <laughs> but Luigi, spends, I am the football captain. Yeah. <laughs> but Luigi spends the entire game like "Oh no, Mario, Mario." And he's, I love it. He's just so terrified. Yeah. Like yeah. in a in Dark, I don't know. I can't remember if it happened in the original Luigi's Mansion, but at least in Dark of the Moon, like anytime his Dark of the Moon, Dark Moon, Dark Moon, Dark Moon <laughs> uh, you it's not like Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Anytime his uh, 3DS like rang, that yeah. would scare him. Even in the first yeah. in the first game, he too is like if he's alone for too long, he'll start humming along with the soundtrack, yeah. mm-hmm. and <laughs> he just to keep his spirits up. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the game, you don't fight Bowser, but you do you do fight Bowser. But yeah. It's just a Boo dressed yes. as Bowser. Mm-hmm. King Boo is is your mortal enemy. And did I talk about on here before that the Probably. the Luigi's the ending of the sequel? I think you did, and that's why year. I grabbed this. Luigi, you saved Mario. I did it. Way to go. Oh. Number one. Uh, Charles Martinet just like talking to himself in a in a, <laughs> in a booth. In a booth. Yeah. Just poor, poor I Luigi. I took it. It's, it's like Gollum and Spiegel. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. Just Charles Martinet facing in different you're directions. So brave. I'm so brave. Yes, you're so brave. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you're but, welcome. But he... Anyway, yeah, this was Nintendo doing a Disney Disney esque haunted house type thing. Yes. With, I with love it. Scary ghosts based on it. and. And it uh, there's no game like Dark Moon anywhere yeah. on any platform. It's so fun. So is it scary, Henry? Uh, yeah, it can. Well, it can startle startling you. moments. It'll startle you. So it's got jump scares. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely like uh, I like that each room. This was in the. This is in both the games mm-hmm. that 
Each room is like a playground, too. Mm-hmm. You want to suck and blow on everything <laughs> to find out what happens. Like, you're like, I bet a ghost isn't hiding here, but what if I play with a mirror and then the mirror falls if down? If I and suck and blow thing. everything, I will finger every treasure. It's like a, you're, when you get when you get a hotel room, it's like, yeah. I'm just going to suck and blow everything in here. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. It'll be a mess a great, when I leave. It's a great playground. And, <laughs> you know, they made the game originally thinking there would be three. 3D TV support for the GameCube. Mm. That was oh, that was that was years they, away. That's why they have all the like each world, each room is like a little box, which is why it works so well moving to the mm-hmm. 3DS because you're staring into a box in 3D. It works great. You know, you know what? Fun multiplayer in Dark Moon. If yeah. you can ever get it to work, which when the game was popular, I couldn't almost mm. never. And it is. I mean, I guess fundamentally it's a ripoff of Ghostbusters but really it's a ripoff of that Mickey, Donald and Goofy Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, when, it's way more in common with that. They when uh, we, were, we talked this week on Laser Time about Halloween comfort food. Games are definitely a part of that for me but mm-hmm. this is all making me I am going to I have to go back what was that real Ghostbusters episode where they go inside the machine they store the oh, ghosts? Yeah. Oh yeah they, yeah. they went into the containment. Yeah they went into the containment unit like I'll be watching how, how the fuck do you watch Ghostbusters nowadays? Did you ever watch the, uh, the DVDs for the real Ghostbusters they included the they did a production reel that was like a pilot like mm-hmm. they did a six minute pilot that they consumed some of it in the opening of the show like mm-hmm. where the Ghostbusters walking down the streets yeah. Yeah. that's in they did that in the in their practice reel but they couldn't use it on the show they couldn't use shots of it in the show of Bill Murray's character because Venkman looked too much like Bill Murray mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the but rest changed a bit but that reel was used to promote the show on TV they'd yeah. show it in ads and I thought like when when is that show on? Because I want to watch that version too. Now you want to watch yeah. the filmation with the gorilla. Yeah, yeah nobody. That's, does. that's a good one. Or the which is also based on like the nineteen oh, sixties show with a like real Larry Storch. live action show, yes. which is like so horrifying to me. Uh, About a guy in a zoot suit and yep. his uh, shitty friend and their gorilla <laughs> I got, who hunt ghosts. I got an action figure of one of those ghost, Ghostbusters. Ah, your parents are you. the guy with the zoot suit. Oh, my God. That's Larry Storch's character. Yeah. Uh, I don't the know Larry Storch other than something like milk and cheese would yell before they throw a brick through a window. I would, I would, <laughs> think, I would think Tom Servo David would Geffen. say. I thought you'd hear Tom Servo say Larry Storch. Mm, yeah. He was on I, F-Troop. Mm-hmm. And anytime I uh, played wrestling with my action figures, he would be the guy who loses in like five seconds. Uh, he was the jobber on the team, yeah. yeah. Who was my jobber? I definitely remember my champ was usually uh, the Hulk. Kevin, Kevin Costner in Waterworld. The closest thing I had to a Hulk Hogan was uh, the King of Eternia, He-Man's dad. But uh, I, I do remember, like, I watched an episode of Real Ghostbusters recently, because mm-hmm. a lot of it's on YouTube. And I, I watched uh, the Collect Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> or Cthulhu, mm-hmm. as they call it on the show, which is you know, Cassie Ulu. It's a Lovecraftian episode, but like watching it, like holy shit, this is anime, like with different <laughs> different eyes and faces. But this is one hundred percent Japanese animation. Uh. It looks like Macross. They use a lot of the same uh, effects in the background to like simulate motion and all this stuff, and, and then realizing like, oh my god, like ninety percent of what was on American TVs on Saturday mornings in the mm-hmm. 80s was produced in Japan. It was all yep. technically anime. Mm-hmm. They were just drawing like American. Brave like, Star Voltron to Super Nominally. And Flying House. And uh, G.I. Joe, and The Friends. Littles, all that yeah. shit. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, <laughs> scary games for children. Survival yes. horror games for children. We've gotten through that. List. Now we're bu- now we're just bullshitting about mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. We're just podcasting. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, stop. So that's been our top five. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. Stay tuned. We're the Ghostbusters. I'm Spencer. He's Tracy. I'm Kong. We're the Ghostbusters. We're clever, courageous, and strong. Your sleep has been haunted with whispers and rattlings. Your blood has been curdled. We know what to do. Your skin has the creepies. You wonder what's happening. You're safe in our hands. We will take care of you. We're the Ghostbusters. Spirits and demons, beware. Oh man, what a great start to our spooptober month, whatever. Games that are terrifying to children. Yeah, I, I bet you all were just champing at the bit to hear about that one. Hey everybody, I'm the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and I'm a horrible rodent-like creature with... I, I, you guys gotta stop writing these fucking scripts for me, this is terrible. I'm here to tell everybody how to support Video Game Apocalypse, and you just make me read the most insulting stuff to both you and myself. Like, you know, I'm just an innocent woodland creature, you, you grab me by the scruff of the neck every Tuesday night, and pull me up here and plop me in front of a microphone, and I just go, I produce comedy gold for you idiots and do I get any appreciation for it no I just get you throw garbage at me and push me out the door and stuff me back into the waspness like warren that is attached to the underside of Chris's porch I, I feel un- underappreciated but just the same here's how to support video game apocalypse Subscribe to the show on iTunes. I can't stress how important that is. Even more important, leave it five-star reviews. Notice I didn't just say reviews. Five stars only because that's the only number. You might look at a raccoon's paws and say, hey, you don't have five fingers. And I'm going to say, I bet I do, but I don't have a photo handy. You may have noticed going to lasertimepodcast.com, down the right side of the page, there's a bunch of Amazon links. Click on those. It it doesn't matter if you don't want to buy anything. Just click on them for funsies. And then when you get there, type in something that you actually want to buy. As long as you buy it in those few minutes, however long your session lasts, we'll get a cut of whatever you spend. Isn't that amazing? You spend nothing extra. And of course, if you don't want to spend anything at all, you can tell a friend about the show. Just go up to someone and say, hey, friend, here's this show about video games. And they're like, I'm going to stop you right there because you've done this every week. And every week I've told you I am not interested in video games. And then you you murder them. You, you stab them in the face and the heart. See how long it takes them to bleed out. If you do want to give money directly to the host, go to patreon.com slash laser time and donate whatever you feel like there. You'll get access to various podcasts that you would not ordinarily have access to and maybe even get to hang out with the hosts on Google. That's worth a premium, right? Hanging out with these guys? Sure. Finally, go to videogameapocalypse.com. Read the quote-unquote articles. Le- leave us comments. Answer the question of the week. That's the best way to get your name read on the show. And isn't that the goal of all people who are actually fans of this garbage? Eh, no accounting for taste, I suppose. Anyway, thanks for listening to my spiel. Now back to the regular show. And welcome back to our lovely and talented second segment. Not terrifying at all this time as we delve into... Uh, anyone would be everybody scarish them. Any oh, everybody scarish them. Anybody here a rock band fan? Uh, um, I said, are you ready to rock band? Does this answer it? Then I'm yes. coming. Uh-huh. Or actually, no, that was me flicking the the guitar. So after uh, when I'm up. what I can only assume is a 20 year absence by yeah, the feel of it, uh, Rock Band Four is yep. now out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everyone who wanted to play with plastic instruments again, I yep. didn't. I am. I, I kind of did. I tell you that. Like, I let my my girlfriend was in charge of her company party last year, uh-huh. and I gave them my rock band. And people who had 
didn't live through the rise and fall of the plastic guitar trend mm-hmm. were fucking smitten. They loved it. They like the, the whole. Th- they all, they all came they alive and like. But it's like it. It shouldn't have died out that fast. It was just trendy. It, I think it's something. Well, that, it died out that fast from oversaturation. oversaturation. There were like five games a year and a get, constant flood of guitar, guitar, guitar fucking plastic instruments. Guitar yeah. Heroes felt not rock band. Yeah, it, rock band uh, was pretty much annual. There was Lego rock band. Let yeah, us there not was. forget that. True. Okay, it's true. There was Lego rock band and, and, and Beatles rock, rock band. But still, it still does not amount to Van Halen guitar mm-hmm. hero, Aerosmith guitar hero, Green Day guitar hero, country yes. hits. Uh, like all that Band shit they put hero, out, DJ hero, all that horrible physical shit they put out, which now lines the shelves of Goodwills it's, everywhere. It's sad that Tony DJ, Hawk Shred Hero, yeah, uh, <laughs> DJ Hero is supposed to actually be pretty good, but like it I'm not going to. Sure, it's fine for like an iPhone tables. game you buy a hundred dollar peripheral for. Uh-huh. Well, it's it's now like five bucks at thrift stores, yeah. like you said. Well, just like I here was my conflict with Rockman because I finally got the information that I needed. I'm sure bigger fans out there got it already. Uh, all I have 13 gigabytes of Rock Band DLC that I am very proud to still have and take with me. Those are on my 360 and therefore only portable to Xbox One. Yep. I don't game a lot on my Xbox One because I found it to be a buggy, unreliable system that crashes constantly and yes. often doesn't display full HD. Yeah. So, so I have to like I would have to buy that in the system I don't really use. And also, the peripherals wouldn't work on a PS4 version if I were to get that version. Yep, and the, I mean, well, the DLC is a the, bigger the deal. The Xbox 360 did have Rock Band Network, which mm-hmm. gives it like hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of songs, more, yeah, more songs have... than the PS3. Yeah, oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like I for this generation, I've bought almost everything on PS4 instead of Xbox One. But this yeah. is something where I that changed I my to. tune. But PS4. The 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 you don't have a stupid will, dongle. Yeah, the insurance will work without any. Uh, you don't need anything extra. Yeah, dongle so dumb. But yes, the Xbox version is twenty dollars extra because yeah. ha- it has a dongle. It has a dongle. I don't want to use a dongle. <laughs> and I'm not sure if like I think some. Well, they, it definitely doesn't use the keyboard from mm-hmm. three. I don't know if it uses like the pro instruments. Most players didn't. I don't. But no. uh, but the reviews have been really good for this. I think. A website I used to write for gave it a five out of five. Jesus uh, Christ! Damn. Scott Butterworth uh, reviewed it for Who paid them off? I think he gave it like a seven or an eight or something. Mm. Really, Scott Butterworth, the guy who gave a ten out of ten to Rock Band Three, gave yeah. it just a seven. Hey, he's one of my best Rock Band buddies. Yeah. Um, Scott oh. and I had a, oh, had one of the launch parties. We went into this rendition of Alex Chilton that fucking melted the room. That's great. I've I've seen that performance before. Cerebral pa- rape and pillage in the village of my mm. choice today. Uh, no. the, the, honestly, one song is making me really lean towards getting this game. Yeah, and it's uh, "Light Up the Night" Light by the, the, the Proto Man. Oh, that's on here. Yep. yep. Oh my god. Yeah. I might but have to pick I think that he up. just sold Michael. But the track list uh-huh. is is bizarre. I think that was the one criticism I read is that like this should be this your this is your return. Mm-hmm. It should be like this greatest hits package of songs everybody knows. But it's like multiple years of rock band. They exhausted all the biggies and they got people like you too doing songs that. You know, most people don't mm. think it's not their favorite U2 song. Mm-hmm. I forget which one it is, but like uh, the the track list, I think, is a little underwhelming for folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I suppose so. Though I, I'm the thing that sold me the closest to came selling me, the closest they came to selling me on it was seeing them have WWE wrestlers play mm-hmm. it because Boston is where Harmonix is, and that's also where the uh, Raw was yeah. this week. Mm. And so they were backstage and giving Rock Band 4 to the wrestlers, mm. including The New Day and Sasha Banks, my four mm. favorite people in the and company Seth right Rollins. Now. 
and Seth Rollins, yeah, and they were all playing and singing along. It looked so much fun watching them do it. I was surprised Harmonix didn't have just a full-on video of, like, WWE people play the game. Yeah, it's, it is kind of tragic, though. Like, we played probably the most in the office together that we worked in. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't have it in yeah. this house. Yeah, like, no, no. That, was, that was where oh, I God, played no. it 90 percent yeah. of the time with, yeah. with well, my, like my editors at Fo- Fo- I mean editors the guitars are bad enough you cannot play those drums if you live in an apartment no yeah. people it was the last time like a fucking 1920s Brooklyn yeah. film where someone banged their broom on the top of my mm-hmm. roof when I whipped it out for Beatles Rock Band about a year ago I can't play yeah. I imagine like it's the very same case with like IG well no IGN wasn't around uh, like in the city back mm-hmm. then but like us uh, one up and GameSpot like you go out and you get drinks with some of your coworkers, and then it's like, let's go back to the office and play rock band for like two hours, Fuck and just yeah. drink some more, and then fall asleep on the mm-hmm. floor in the office, and then yeah, no, it was super yeah. fun. Well, days. Not, the, not the last part. The, but, uh, yeah. the days of youth. Over. Yeah. Oh, no, we, I remember we did that endless set list. Couldn't oh get through God. fucking green grass and high tides, uh-huh. and then something somebody hit back and walked. I think, all our I, think I hit back accidentally on one of the menus. I saw uh, Dan mm. Amrick did a video like, while too. Was paused, like I was yeah. trying to get out of the pause menu mm-hmm. and ended up backing out to the title screen instead. And the set was ruined. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I was playing Contra Four and the sun was coming up, so I was happy oh, wow. and delirious. I think the same thing happened with OXM. Mm-hmm. There's, there's like a video that I think Dan Amrick did where it's like it was chronicling like. All right, so they they went through the entire set list, and then like the last song, Dan like accidentally hits back. They have to oh. redo the whole set list, and they did it. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, I will. I, it's one of the, I hate saying this because I really, really do love Rock Band, mm. but I'll probably pick it up in a sale sometime yeah. later. Two months mm-hmm. when it's like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, I mean it's been kind of a big week for games. I don't know. Yeah, it's a rough time. Oh, like, like mm-hmm. what else came out? Uh, mm-hmm. Disgaea 5, Alliance of Vengeance. And I have to sink at least 120 hours into leveling up my weapons. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I gotta make sure my weapons. You I gotta make sure my printy is like you do super level high level. Yeah. By right? going inside game? them and playing tactical pretty. battles. Pretty. Inside. That's what I said. Okay, yes, yeah, fine. I thought you said parny. Frank. You are correct, Chris. Mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Disguy Five. It's an actual. They've finished re-releasing Disguy Four a few times, and now finally <laughs> you can get to Disguy Five. It's what runs. They finally the, raised enough money. It it's what pays the bills at NIS. Yeah. Man, they're not a big. They're not a big company. They I can't was afford many ads. Actually, a little bit shocked to see PS4 and not Vita. No, it's the, a perfect Vita game. God damn it. Well, they found a way to make it relatively cheap. Cheap play on the PS4, I guess, and more importantly, people in Japan are buying some PS4s now. Not a lot, but mm-hmm. you can sell games on a PS4, and especially if you're the super niche people who love this guy in Japan. You're more likely to buy it then. And don't, don't, I don't doubt at all that this will also be on the Vita at some point. I hope the, so. Unless the Vita is just that dead that it can't even I, get Disgaea for it. <laughs> I like Disgaea and games like it. And I played. I, I, I'm even shocked that I played a bunch of Disgaea. Yeah. I'll never have the amount of time a Disgaea game would ask of me ever again. No way. I will not have 120 hours through the exact same thing over and over again. No matter how funny the printies are, no matter how much Panty Etna shows me. <laughs> I, I love that there are still fans who have that kind of. T- I just can't sink that kind of time. This guy again ultimately never changes that much and is more about its story. Really, I'm mm-hmm. jealous of all the free time. They yeah, have. Like, yep. they have. I am jealous of the, the kind of time of, of free time a person who plays this guy would have. Mm-hmm. This is the most surprised I've ever been by a game that you're into. 
Uh, I uh, when I moved to San Francisco, lived on a couch, played it constantly. Okay, so wait, so besides the printies mm-hmm. and that other person with the panties, who's your favorite Disgaea character? Oh my god, I don't know if there are that many others. <laughs> there's there's that dumbass boy that I chose to play as Laharl. Laharl. Do you all they know a lot about char- Disgaea? They change the characters each game, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. been a while. Well, the only one who doesn't know, but I, I just think Ed is a constant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This guy came out at the um, very the, the death rattle of Japanese dominance over the yeah. medium. You know the NI, it's NIS. It's okay if you missed it. They would the always NI, throw the weird like the sorry the parties. The yeah. NIS parties are so they're always weird and usually very disguise focused. Though the most recent one, the, um, I just threw away a pair taking... of swag uh, of Disgaea thong panties with a printing on it. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, Dong different Rampa, times. Different Dong, times. Dong and Rampa is starting to overtake it, mm, as which the NIS I have been playing. Oh, you have them. Uh-huh. Pretty good, to, right? I need mm-hmm. to grab Ultimate Spare Girls. Yeah, I still have a Prinny Ultimate Clean Canteen, mm-hmm. which is why I still know what Prinnies are. Because I'm like, every time I drink water, it's like, oh yeah, Prinnies. Okay. I still have a few fr- Prinny toys. I should just list on eBay at this point. They're just they're just collecting dust. Mm. I should I should let someone else enjoy them for a price. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that for a good price. Um, Elite Dangerous is coming to Xbox One. Huh? Uh, I tried to play it. Is that the Nick Cage movie? Got past the... Uh, on, on PC, I tried to play it. I got past the uh, register an account with us. And then uh, here's 15 tutorials you can go through. And mm. I went into one, got frustrated with the controls, and rage quit. Well, at least with the Xbox One, you don't have to register. That's, right? I don't know. Probably something. Well, you know, if it's an Listen, easy, but I mean, yeah. I, I I need to give it a, another shot. But it is, it's like a huge open space sim, online, uh, persistent uh, Milky Way this, recreation. And this one's actually out on like uh, was it Star Citizen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh, never coming out. Yeah. It's, it's or, all scam, guys. Or No Man's Sky, which mm-hmm. is coming out. Star yeah, Citizen. that was on, No Man's Sky was on fucking Colbert. It was on, it was on yeah. Colbert this week or last week. Though they still didn't announce a release date, which, again, it, 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 is yeah. a, it is a downloadable game, but I think if you don't know the release date of like, something that big, it's not out this year. Well, like, if you don't know oh, now, yeah. then it's not out this but year. Like, okay, probably, but I mean, it is an immense game yeah, made by a, a couple of guys whose previous experience is making a motorcycle yeah. game about jumping over things. Yeah, though, if this... I just don't want to see this be E3 game of show for like the fourth year in a row or something. Know. Just, you know, we get it, guys. It is impressive. Ship it and stop showing it. That's yeah, all. Just relax. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> yeah, Super yeah. Meat Boy for the PS4 and PS Vita. They found a way around their deal with Microsoft. How is the new music? Uh, they had to change the music. Tiny bit. Yeah, the, the, so Danny Bilson, who wrote the music, including including what is the opening theme for my podcast, yeah, Crisis. That's not in there? No. They, he he, he Actually, put out... I, I have some of the, the, the new tracks here. No, let's here. get a listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like this. I feel like I'm being introduced to a boss in hell. Super meat for super boy. It's our toy. What the it's fuck is this? Is this the new Meat Boy soundtrack? Yes. No. Well, <laughs> yes, no, it isn't. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Danny Bilson, Danny B, the, the songwriter of the, the previous version, he had a nicely worded message saying, I don't want to say, paraphrasing, uh-huh. saying, I don't want to say why I stopped my professional relationship with Team Meat, but I did. Hmm. And they offered... 
They asked me if I wanted to have my music continue in the in the P- PlayStation version of it. I said I did not, and so they made a new song. And I wish nothing but the best for the new songwriters, and I'm sure it's great. And he also didn't do the soundtrack for Birth, uh, Binding of Isaac, I, either. Yeah. So, yeah. It's really uh, good. Hmm. Yeah, though, this was a game... I, the music the music is so intrinsic to Meat Boy, I really miss it, I think. It's one of the few games I've played on, like, almost every platform it's available yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play... if Even if this wasn't a PS Plus game, mm-hmm. one of the free games this month, I had to play the shit out of it because I do love it so much. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite games ever, and... I just don't know. Without Danny B's music, I, it feels like it'll... It's the Cape it'll Crisis theme. the feel of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but it, 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 at the very least, it's cool they got it on Sony Systems. They had an exclusive deal with Microsoft, it seemed like, for a very long time. Yeah. Like, Microsoft the, the, published it. The gross days of that kind of exclusivity. Mm-hmm. And then it took them five years, yep. five <clears> years <throat> to be able to get it, and... They they didn't say why, but they said, and this isn't on PS3 for dumb reasons. So it's probably contract. because Sony was like, okay, fine, you can have this on other things, but not the matching system, or maybe mm-hmm. in the- putting Microsoft put up some money, but, uh, yeah. either gave it to them up front or helped some of the development costs to say it just never goes on PS3. Meat was very open about saying like Microsoft didn't help us half as much as they said they would, mm-hmm. and that we were supposed to be spotlit. During the month uh, it came yeah, out, yeah, I remember that there was drama during an uh, indie game the movie. Yeah, and, like they had much better luck on the PC no anyway. Yeah. Did, did it? Did it come out on Xbox One? No, no, it is not. Ooh, so the only, drama. The only new gen way to play it is on the PlayStation Four. So, so the, I'd say hey, if you have PlayStation Plus, play this now. Broken Age is cool too, hmm. but play this. I want to get to another big deal game this week that was not made like not a big deal was made about it. There wasn't a lot of promotion, uh, but it's getting some decent reviews right out the gate. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Farming Simulator 16. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Transformers Devastation, yeah. which you guys have played. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we played it. We, we, so we, I, we got a review copy. I was planning to buy this, and then I forget if it was you or Heidi last week. I that, said it last week. Yeah, that I brought up Anarchy Reigns, and you're like, oh, I thought this was supposed to be a reskin Anarchy Reigns. And like, immediately my interest level drops to zero. Well, it's mm. not. It is. No. It's, no. it's, it's Bayonetta. It's not multiplayer for one So thing. you misled no, me, Henry. Sorry. Uh, you know what? Actually, I think it was Heidi. It was Heidi. Yeah. No, no now but you're going to blame it on her. for it. Anyway, look, I thought he was going to say that I I said it was suspect that it was coming out back-to-back with Tony Hawk 5, which had similar lack of buzz. It was the first time, like, I've never... No matter what Activision's done behind the scenes, they release polished games. The thing with Tony Hawk is is a very new thing for my relationship with Activision. That shit is so broken. And so we played the first couple hours of it Mm -hmm. on on the stream today, and I played a bit of it. It might be what the whole game looks like. That's, that's my that's fear, game, yeah. is that it's a $50 game that I I worry just repeats a bunch of maps because they're like, we can only really build one map, and it's and it's a city made of boxes. Yep, like, yep. It is a very plain city. It's it's so shady, and some of those cutscenes looked very old, yeah. but also very reminiscent of what I'd like about classic Transformers animation. Yeah. Uh, and that it is all G1 Transformers. It's, it's all, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's a all ton, first season. Yeah, Way more heart than like... 
any Transformer games in years. The War for like, Cybertron mm. games had a ton of heart to them and had yeah. much more varied areas, yeah. the area design. The, the yeah, fact the, that I've, I've seen... The non-High Moon, high moon ones like, mm. have just been like, ugh. Like, they almost are more like tied to the movies and... Yeah, like our Activision shooters. Well, and then the uh, the most recent one, uh, I've, I reviewed it for Games Radar, and I completely forgot the title. Uh, I reviewed it for IGN, and I also forgot the title. No, it's it's a piece of shit. Armada? Is what it is. Bridge yeah. to the Future, no, like no, no, it, was, it was the one that t- was tied in with. Uh, it tied together the War for Cybertron, Age of Extinction, the movies, but right? not. Uh, yeah, and it was like a, a trying to bridge between. Ga- uh, was it Dark of the Moon? Revenge of the Moon? No, no, no. It was it was tied in with Age of Extinction, the most recent movie. Ah, Dark of the. It Fall. was not called that. But it well, was it was by a different developer and it was trying trying to be in the style of War for Cybertron and it had nowhere near the charm or fun that either of those really games offered. They really should have kept Moon together. It's very mm-hmm. sad they just dumped them out. Rise of the Dark Spark. There yes, God, go. what a piece Thank of you. shit. Well, so Devastation is very specifically the first season of the '80s show. And they got back most of the ac- most of the voice actors, the surviving much, actors, yeah, pretty much everybody that's alive, including Did they Frank get Welker, Spike. Who, uh, no humans are in this. I am set. Spike. I've aged a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, no it's, it's humans would be too hard to animate. This is the world, year two thousand, so Spike. They get they get into the world that when they get into the city, they're just like all the humans have been evacuated. Mm. Now we can so no worries about uh, blowing up boom. cars, all that stuff. I hope it's successful and they make a sequel. Uh, when when G one got into the year two thousand, yes. and it was a you know gleaming future metropolises. That's true. Well, you know, the Autobots have that effect on a planet. Yeah, okay, that that makes sense. It's, it's an alternate history because of alien technology. But no, what it is, uh, well, what it is is Bayonetta. It's it's a Bayonetta or Metal Gear Revenge. See, that's that's pretty heartening to hear, actually. It, it, it's not as deep, nowhere near as deep, it's, lacks that polish. It looked amazing to watch. But it's Platinum and it's not Anarchy Reigns. Well, so. we started that first level, you are like, we, we agreed, that looked like the start of Bayonetta 2. It did. It did, yeah. almost exactly. Like, down to, like, the jets and the blue sky, oh, it looks wow. very, very similar. Here we are similar. in regular city. Now mm-hmm. a crazy thing pops up, mm-hmm. but instead of a giant... Di- instead of I say driving. the humans are gone, but who was driving those cars? Uh, Bear is driving, driving car. How yeah. can this be? <laughs> Boy, that's like the eighth time that's been referenced. <laughs> well, we did. We had talked about it on the stream. I don't know. Oh, because we were talking about how like no one ever like the Transformers never transform with people inside of them, mm-hmm. uh, which happens in the Clerks in that same exact uh, sequence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the blood just yep. sprays out of the. Uh, so the it's joints. a single player game that you have three different Transformers you can cycle through. And that was another thing I like that not unlike in Bayonetta where you switch between weapons, if you play um, Optimus, Sideswipe, or Bumblebee, all play very different from each other. And yeah. I like that the transformations come into the combos. You yeah. you do a full combo, then hit I the didn't transform, see a lot of that, and then shut no. up. <laughs> you have to watch, watch the stream, stream to know what Chris is making mm-hmm. fun of me for. But you, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you hit XXXX, transform, and then you... Basically, uh, the, your a car stop. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you transform into a car and then stop caring about physics because the car just homes so right in just does a dials flash kick. Like, yeah, that's all. Exactly. The car does a flash kick. It's fucking great. Yeah, and, and like I, it's watching not a it, driving game. Watching it's it looks it great. It looked it looked amazing, but it also very much looks like that is the whole game. It looks on that more hour. shallow than <laughs> the more you explore. You're like, this seems a little shallow. So I'm worried that it is like. There's going to be hours more in that same boring city. I'm and positive. Is there no other 
Transformers that you get to be during the entire game? I would bet I there are. And who so. knows if you get to play as the Decepticons or not. It's, yeah. it's called Devastation because fighting Devastator and mm-hmm. the giant combo ones mm-hmm. are are the big draw games. Well, the that was like the climax of Season 1, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then they had to go wake up the Dinobots to fight Devastator. He's, Grimlock was there from the very beginning. Grimlock yeah. shows up, yeah, voiced by Grimlock, a.k.a. Uh, Cornfed. How, how come Slag and the other Dinobots can speak in complete sentences and yet Grimlock has so much trouble with pronouns? Uh, there actually is that plot. They, that's explained in Fall of Cybertron. Oh, I see, I see. He, is he, it really? Yeah, Grimlock was a very smart dude, but he's got no he time got, for pronouns. Well, he got fucked around with by the by the uh, he got turned evil by the Decepticons, and when he got freed, his brain was still kind of screwed up. So mm-hmm. that's why. Incidentally, Grimlock is like one of the coolest and most depressing parts of uh, Rise of the Dark Spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it's the shitty movie Grimlock. Oh, that was one of the last movie games ever made. Mm-hmm. I believe. See, they have planned. Yeah. The, they're like, we've got the next four Transformers films planned. God damn it! So the one thing, the one positive about that is that. Uh, it's children's maybe, entertainment we shouldn't yeah. care well like if Red Letter Media <laughs> does awesome. another one of those things where they watch three Transformers movies simultaneously <laughs> I love that <laughs> simultaneously they watch yeah. all three at wow. once they're like wow look at it sinking up here yeah. and then also just shots of them just their eyes glazed over why like, are these movies sinking and then at the very end I never watched I had never I didn't watch any of them after one I didn't know at the end of three right. like the guy just says Yo, this is the part where Optimus just murders a guy. And it's like, yeah, one Decepticon saying, please, Optimus, please, blam, like execution style <laughs> shot in the head. That's I, how hardcore he is. I don't honestly understand. I'm a fan of the 80s. I'm a fan of the Transformers toys. I'm a, fa- I'm a fan of the design. Some of the intro animation, that show is garbage. They've never been treated well outside of Marvel Comics. I don't understand where the fandom comes from outside of the toys. But I don't know. I was excited by Devastation. Oh, hey, let me tell you about another... But oh, fine. It's, that game, why did they release that right now? That Probably game, it's Activision. Or question. That yeah. game would have... Ex- like, you just released a game, Activision. Let's just hypothetically say you have another giant game coming out very I soon. Would, why would you put this out now? I would bet their contract says you can make X number of Transformers games a year. Who is getting in line to make Transformers games? Platinum. Well, I'm saying they, no. they're, they're not correctly exploiting their annualized license if they don't put it out this year. Mm. And so Platinum was like, maybe Dark Platinum Spark said, was oh, year. we could have this out in May, but actually this game didn't even get shown until E3. This was mm. a very short mm. pre- uh, reveal to it just release. Going through the screenshots and we were streaming it, like every single screenshot looks like what we saw in an hour of gameplay. Yeah, that's, mm. That is what's disconcerting. I mm. hope they're charging 50 bucks for it. It better mm. have more gameplay than yeah. the $15 Cora, I mean, which it is was... cheap. Yeah, like, we just got it. I don't think anyone else got it that much earlier, but I think there's been a couple reviews that popped up. Like, Destructoid gave it a good review, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But hopefully, what there's more than what, than what we saw, but, like, we were around an hour of in the same exact stage. That got kind of annoying. Well, if I may give a somewhat biased review of a game that came out this week, it's uh, Read Only Memories, which is this... Uh, it's an indie game. It is not unlike Danganronpa. It's a visual novel slash um, adventure, point-and-click adventure game. It takes place in Neo San Francisco in the future, and you play as Turing. This uh, you are well, you're doing a mur- murder mystery type thing with this robot named Turing, and it's made by all these gay dudes that, I, that I'm mm-hmm. friendly with online. <gasps> Collusion. Uh, it is meant to be. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, <laughs> hey, don't believe whatever I'm saying because I'm friends with the people who made it, but. Seriously, the dudes who made, uh, who in response for like Gamer X, mm-hmm. the okay. soundtrack to Henry's review. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, un- unfarted. Uh, just there's something I want to talk about. Well, Continue, anyway, Henry. Anyway, it's just it's a cool it's a cool eight bit style adventure game. It has a really neat soundtrack. It takes place in the city we live in, yeah. and it has a lot of. It actually starts with a video game writer or a journalist trying to find any money and get paid and they can't which, which is easy to <laughs> trying to find Eddie money the singer yes they were wow. on a search for Eddie money and they nice not nice anyway like just check it out guys I, I I just wanted to let you know I am biased in that I like the people who made it but this used to be my ringtone <laughs> all right well what, it, what is what's this this song that sounds like every game song. the uncharted oh. collection is coming out you this mean week. the Drake collection yes there you go. Yeah, the Nathan Drake Collection, Uncharted, 1 through 3, on the PS4. Right. It's out on you don't Friday. Need to pull it up on your phone. I didn't. Right I have a new ringtone because I got a new phone. This is the best one. That's not text. what we're talking about. So, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection. <laughs> <laughs> Stole it from Wes. It makes me laugh every so time I get a text on. message. Well, you know one thing that I love about this generation of games? That instead of getting the new copy of something two years into uh-huh. a console's life cycle... That we instead get remasters of the games I played and in this the last is, decade. This is the biggest Sony release this year? Kind Oof. of, yeah. Pretty yeah, much for the fall. What what else they got in this fall? Anything? They got some Any exclusive, exclusive Destiny content. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, they, yeah. they already put out Until Dawn. Yep, in August. It's wonderful. I, I can't wait. Oh, I, I love again. Until Dawn. I really yeah. like Until Man, Dawn for, I mean, like a system that has better hardware, mm-hmm. games play better, they, ha- I don't know. I thought so. Yeah, Microsoft's had, like... hoovered up all the exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they do have Rise the... of the Tomb Raider. They, they dysoned up all the exclusives. Yeah. And they got one. Well, and they have Halo Five. Like that's, that's true. There's... Which we did play. We never talked about on here. Oh yeah, we mm-hmm. play that. It's out in a few weeks. And yeah. We had a good time. A Warzone was lots of fun. Warzone. It was. It was like. Something about Halo seems a little dated to me. Like even like this game is beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, and and going in like, but it's just guys after running Desti- after Destiny. You can't just go back to running. Yeah, match. I played yeah. nothing but Titanfall and Destiny for the la- and like they've moved a little further than Halo. And then Warzone is like Halo stab at Des- uh, not Destiny but Titanfall, mm-hmm. as in a bunch of NPC events going on and like cards to spend. And it was it was absolutely interesting. And seriously, you give a shit. Look up that video about the rec system that's narrated by Nick Offerman. <laughs> yeah, they spend it on money to get like, oh, we need Nick Offerman to tell people how to play this. Or he, he's master, ch- master chef, Mister Chef, Mister Chef, Mr. Chef. Yeah. Mr. because chef. that's the affordable version. But anyway, okay, great. Uh, Nathan Drake Collection. Like, I, I think it's these, these are three fantastic games, oh, yeah. even if they are just you know remastered versions. Well, mm-hmm. two fantastic uh, games. Uh, yeah, okay. One's kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. You're right. Three's not that great. I can't. That was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, yeah, I'd say like one and three make like one fantastic game. Yeah, two, two is the best. Three and, is yeah. is a, three is a thousand percent better than one. On. Yeah, but it still has some really bad parts. Mm. Uh, yeah, one is is pretty good, but then you get shit like the and and actually your former employer Henry put together what I thought was an interesting <laughs> video like about too, like man. yeah okay well <laughs> yours most recently okay. Uh, Aha. But they put together well all of everyone except Dave's. Anyway, much. anyway, what did they, do? Uh, they put brother. together a bit of like the worst parts of the Uncharted games, and yes, they had the fucking jet ski from the first one. That's that is the worst part. Slow man. as shit. It should have been a rowboat. Uh, they had like the the bits where like you get punished in three for going off the rails, the wandering through the desert part. 
Like all, all well, the that stuff was, that you forget was in there. That was meant awful. to be aimless. I didn't judge. It was a story point, the desert thing. I didn't yeah. judge it for that. And I mean, I, I guess it, like it's just kind of boring, and you don't really know yeah. what you're supposed to. do. What I did judge it for was that whereas did, so much of the rest of the game is so rigidly linear, mm-hmm. you do that whole desert part, and he is near death, and then he finally finds a town. And he, then he just does, starts doing the Drake stuff again. I'm like, yep. dude, you, you're dehydrated to the max. You can't do any of these things. Yeah, you you shouldn't, can't lift you your arm. You shouldn't be allowed to, uh, to fight right now. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm back to full health now. Yeah, even, even drinking a canteen of water, that's not going to yeah, make no. up for the exhaustion you feel. Uh-huh. But anyway, it, so it's a pretty affordable pack for the three of them, right? It's, though you could yeah. probably get the PS3 copies. Like $49, for something like oh, that. Oh, that's way too much. Yeah. And, it comes with a, and it comes with a beta of uh, for Uncharted 4, yeah. though not immediately. Yeah, play a new game. I read they said they, they, <laughs> they, they ended up delaying Uncharted 4 because they wanted they had specific things they wanted to do with the ending, and they couldn't do it. And so they had to do it. They, they needed the extra time. At least that's a little more specific than... Mm-hmm. Every other excuse I've seen a game delayed for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I take it back. up to make it shine as much as possible. $59.99. So, yes, that is too expensive. Buy yeah, yeah Buy too much. much. Well, just do a, what, like with uh, Until Dawn and wait two months, and it'll be yeah. 20 bucks less. I bet on I bet on Black Friday it'll be pretty Play cheap. Undertale, which just came mm-hmm. out as an excellent game. Or read only memories. As my favorite fart joke in any game. In my, my Twitter feed is clogged up with people making fan art and references to Undertale. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really oh, good. I, I should play this, but also, Metal Gear. There's also Beginner's Guide, which Spirit. I don't know nothing about, but uh, it, it's from the Stanley Parable developers. Right. Everybody is creaming their jeans on it. I must have read like four different people who are out of the games press or who not who aren't like regular editors saying, "I just beat this thing. I just finished Beginner's Guide. I have to write all my thoughts about it." Like Wait. it inspires that in in games writers. People outside the games press. I mean, people who are formerly games press will who, play indie games. I don't believe. I know you. it's shocking. It, that is true. Um, I think that's it. Well, in terms of new releases of things uh, you can play. What? Well, there's one you should know about, Henry. Uh, Chibi Robo Ziplash. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sort of. It kind of reminds me of uh, Umihara Kawase. Oh, who cares? Oh, oh right, man. yes, that yeah. game I don't know about. Uh, it was well. You can play. You can play it on the Vita. They made a sequel that's basically a remake. It, it's a two D platformer where you have a jump rope that you throw on things and you swing up to it. And it's well, actually, it's more like you have a, uh, a zip line, whatever. And that's the same yeah. deal with Chibi. In this Chibi Robo game, which previously they were like three D games where you search around for garbage. Uh, robot, one, clean the house. In this one, you're a tiny robot who is jumping around in a world too big for him, but it's still cute. The real selling point, though, is the Amiibo. It comes with an Amiibo packed in with a 3DS game. So now you can finally... The Chibi Robo Amiibo you never thought would exist. I picked up my final Amiibo. The last thing I'll ever, A, buy that's Amiibo-related, B, pre-order at GameStop, the Amiibo 3-pack. There it is up there. Game and Watchman, oh, yeah. Duck Hunt, oh, and Ram. That is a great, a great pack. I did not know three pack meant they were all in the same pack. That is a real big yes, bummer. That's generally what it doesn't three display pack as easily. I, I did, there was no picture of it. All I did was show three amiibos. Well, if you wanted to buy them separately, you should <laughs> three have. amiibos is my favorite doing. Steve Martin movie. I know what you're doing? If you wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted them in separate boxes, you should have imported them from Japan. from England. I know. Uh, did in you know England. in Japan the 
the Rob the Robot has different coloring yes. because he was Famicom. He was, he was colored it like look, the it Famicom. It looks thing. way better. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I would love that mm-hmm. amiibo. Uh, but I'm done. You're talking done. about a Star Wars beta, though. I was like, if you have a any next gen console or PC, you have access. I believe on on as of Thursday, access to the Star Wars beta. Yep. Just you saw a little it. bit of it running, Michael. It's it's. I play a ton yeah, of... It looks really good. I don't want to brag, but I'm level 40 in Destiny. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You guys will still treat me the same, I assume. That is both um, here thank and you, there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but, but, like, this game looks way better. Destiny's, like, the prettiest next-gen game I've seen, period. And this game looks astonishing. We have a video up on YouTube.com slash Network. We'll see if John Williams' lawyers allow I'm, us to put it up. I'm actually <laughs> kind of amazed that it was on running on PS4 and yeah. not PC. It looks mm-hmm. that good. It looks... Amazing at sixty frames a second, like, and, and you realize how long it's been since you've seen a Star Wars game in motion. And just seeing the, it's the little things too. It's not just like oh, the lighting's great, mm-hmm. the lasers are great, the and the, rot, are this, the correct, the textures look awesome. It's that when you shoot, like when you shoot the stormtroopers, the the sparks coming off them look yeah. just like when stormtroopers got shot in in A New Hope, and I, or when the ad ad or ad ATST is mm-hmm. walking towards you. It's so perfect. And part of the bait is taking down AT-ATs or defending them. And the first shot, the the first time the ATST or no, the AT-AT was shooting at you and it hit a rock and the rock fell apart. I was like, "Whoa." Yeah, there's like there, I was like, "There's cover everywhere." Oh my god, there's no cover anywhere once the AT- ATST sees me. And seeing yeah. the and you, seeing your footprints in the snow on it's, Hoth. Dude, that hot like we're excited to go back to Hoth. We were dying to go back. You have to level up before the, mm-hmm. the beta will allow you. Well, it's been so long. Like mm-hmm. we the last Hoth level saturation was like in the late nineties, mm-hmm. and since then there's been very little Hoth. Yes, this mm-hmm. is this is amazing. It was one of those forty like forty person battles on Hoth. And just seeing Luke and Vader appear was such a treat. Yes. Now, I, I can't express to you what that was like. The music to, kicks in, and yeah. we look across the map, and there's a little black figure bouncing around and swinging something that looks kind of red. And we run towards oh, it. Shit. And, like, it is... Vader is now in the map. Mm-hmm. Vader is here. Holy shit. And then, like, because the first time I think we saw Luke first... And he was slaughtered in front of us. Oh, and the stream chat went insane. Like, you just killed Luke Skywalker in front of everybody. You teabagged him. I did teabag <laughs> you him. You should have done it off screen. <laughs> now there's going to be protests. I don't know if that was a beta thing. He didn't look he dead. Like, he was just like kneeling for like 15 seconds. Right yeah, but that's, I think that's they're saying he's not dead. He I, think, yeah, I think they were also told, like, you can't show Luke Skywalker. Yeah, you can't kill, and he's, he's Jedi's Luke. Uh, I don't know. It was well, because they have Empire, time paradox scroll across the well, screen. Well, because Empire Luke would be no match for Lord Vader. But he could merge with the Force and not technically die. And who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, well I know saw, it's midichlorians. Or, uh, uh, <laughs> as, as I like to point out every time this comes up, if you watch that scene at the end of Empire where Luke is dueling with Vader, notice that Luke is using a two-hand grip and putting everything he has into those sword strikes, and Vader is using one hand and barely even trying. Mm -hmm. That is a great piece of choreography. Yeah, it is good, but then when it starts to get slightly serious, he's... It's like he does get kicked into the. Oh, he does get kicked down some stairs by because he underestimates Luke, Mm -hmm. and then he starts trying in earnest. Uh, One other thing came out this week, uh, or is coming out this week? No, came out by this time. Sonic the Hedgehog two on 3ds. Oh Um, yeah, the 3D classics. I do love that. Mm Oh, for two? Uh, yeah, for two. Oh, I love two. Is two so is good. the best song. Uh, so you guys have to. I'm going to pull it up real quick so you can see it. But they, 
Sega on their Twitter feed they shared an interview they did mm-hmm. with the developers. I, dude, I, I love that seeing, blog. The, yeah. the, what they do for those uh, 3D remasters that mm-hmm. I'm guessing no one in the universe is buying because they're meant for me and I'm not. Yeah. yeah, and you have to be playing them on your 3DS. They're like eight dollars, like, just too much for. It's like <laughs> they were on sale for four dollars a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, it, they're worth yeah, it. but they're all games I've owned on a million different pl- platforms that I've put dozens of hours into. Now they're optimized in 240p. Yeah, I mean, but come on, Streets of Rage, man. I love Streets okay, of Rage. Okay, so look, look at the super otakus that talked about wow. Sonic. They they look like they just live in Sega's basement. They didn't make they, it. You're telling me they don't? If they didn't no. make it, they look like... No, they're the guys who made the transit. They're not... They're uh... the younger dudes who made the 3D version. Yeah, this is an interview. Uh, let me see what their names is. But yeah, this, the blogs.sega.com posted it. It's good. I love that blog. And, yeah, and Sega's cool. Like, they're, I, I'm glad. I'm glad they're doing this, man. I, I want to play Fantasy Star, but I know they have mm-hmm. probably yeah. zero budget to ever release it in America. Hey, they're they're putting out Yakuza this year. Mm-hmm. Sony's Maybe. putting Sony's well, yeah. putting out Yakuza. This is a good transition oh. into the news. Oh, about Sonic coming to Steam. Yeah. Uh, it is. I, I can't talk about it until I hear the news sound effect. Yeah. There. Oh, thank God. I can, I so can sense every cell in your body orgasm. You should lower the volume. News. Oh. Yes. So, uh, Sonic Lost World was announced for Steam. The former Wii big ass exclusive is coming to Steam on November 2nd. Wii U is starting a. Hail no, Yoni Lost World. And, Lost uh, World's yeah. not that. Lost bad. World looks cool. Yeah, no, well, that's the best thing you can say about it. It's not that bad. I mm. love that Donut World. It looked real cute. Yeah. It was a fine. Yeah, I played. I played. Lost it's, World. It's, it's, not, it's okay, which for a Sonic game these days is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Look, uh, William H Macy and Taylioni made great performances in this movie. Vince Vaughn, <laughs> first one of his first roles. Took me a second. Mm. That's that's yeah. both uh, Jurassic Park, Lost World, and Part Three. Dave, yes. your references—they're crossing everything. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess this shows Nintendo. Either Nintendo just shrugged and said, "Sure, you." Do that mean the, the contract quietly expired, or yeah. they, they agreed to part ways? Hmm. Either way, I could see it happening. The, the, the there was most, a time when Sonic would going Nintendo exclusive would have mattered so hard. It would have been right? a big news, big big news. <laughs> yeah. But mm. again, Sega—that's also when Sega could afford to have an E3 booth, which mm-hmm. they did not have this year. Well, they still make a Olympics game next time. And here's the thing: I've, I've been looking to buy Sonic Worlds forever. Mm-hmm. They're Lost World, um, and there are the Zelda levels in the in the Yoshi levels yep. and the, the Nintendo one. I'm You're like, I still have to get the... that one because it's never yeah. been discounted. It's like I think it's still thirty dollars <laughs> yeah, at minimum. Wow. Yeah, and, wow, that's so strange. With Sonic Boom, they like you. They give you five dollars to take a copy. They should, of Sonic Boom from them. and uh, at least they delay that other one to make that Sonic Boom better. Speaking of companies in decline, uh, Nintendo was Whoa. dropped. From Interbrand's list of the top 100 companies. How do they get to those 100 brands? 100 uh, brands we like or excited yeah. by? Or I, like, I think it's just 100 brands that are, like, you know, most relevant? profitable. Well, Apple and Google are number one and two. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Interbrand... Where's Laser is, Time? <laughs> I, I think it's like number 6,000 yeah, billion they, trillion. They 6,000, I could see. Yeah. It, they marked this at know. infinity, which I thought was bullshit. <laughs> um... But the the uh, company Interbrand is saying that the reason that Nintendo was dropped is because it's failed to keep up with changes in people's lives and didn't jump on the smartphone game bandwagon. Shut so, up. So, so you will their hate reasoning. their reasoning. Wow. Yes. 
Because it is stupid. Because every yeah. every game in the universe should be on a fucking phone. Microsoft. Uh, I mean, that's the shit. That is the shit yeah. that's killing Japanese game companies yeah. now. That's why. That's why Konami fucking sucks. That's why Sega sucks. And also, Sega Sammy. They were counting on Pachinko. Like Pachinko actually let them down this year in their fiscal reports. Like Pachinko wow. uh, did not make as much money. That as is crazy. Having access to Japanese fiscal reports, Pachinko and uh, all those other weird little things you don't see here are. Kind of a huge portion of those Japanese game companies' mm-hmm. uh, annual income. See, I just, and... I just imagine like a really old, haggard Japanese man with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and it's like half ash. You're, like, you're so like, on the money. Is that you are completely on the money? It's insane. Imagine he's squatting while he's doing it too, and yeah. like his back. He's hurts like a squat and... toilet somehow. Yeah. Yes, they've all seen some fucking foreign version of The Godfather, and that's who they think they are. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but. Uh, it, but yeah, they. Uh, I don't well, even know what pachinko is. Is it like plinko on? Uh, uh, it's okay. like pinball with no like flippers. Did you, when in the eighties, did you ever get like those little plastic handheld games that they sold at like supermarket checkouts with like little silver balls? Yeah, that, that would shit. go down a bunch of pins. That's pachinko, essentially. It's gambling. Yeah, yeah. There's a gambling you aspect. Never walk by a pachinko. And there's there's well, also in modern really. pachinko games, there's a video aspect. It's like. If you mm-hmm. go to Vegas and you see the new slot machines and you yeah. realize, I don't know what a slot machine looks like anymore, mm-hmm. that's what Pachinko is now. I want to play slot machines that show me clips from Bridesmaids. Mm. I want to pick which two types of Bridesmaid games I'm going to play. I bet those exist. Yeah, I'm, wanna... talking, I'm talking specifically about a game I played. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to play okay. slot machines, but I need it themed after Beethoven's Fifth. I the was best cert- Beethoven I knew movie. Konami made slot <laughs> machines, but I couldn't find theirs until the last day. They made a they made a Dungeons and Dragons one, and each it was three choices you could play as the uh, the wizard, the paladin, or the knight, and you had to pick one of the three. And uh, yeah, that's the uh, mm-hmm. can I, that's what can I, I mean. Down I I will say I think one of the I, it might have been I was trying to play Yakuza Dead Souls, mm-hmm. and those games do have like pachinko parlors you can go in and play pachinko, and so I tried to do that. It's like. I don't understand what the fuck I'm doing at all. Like I don't, I don't get the appeal of this. I don't understand why the virtual fighter characters are showing up. <laughs> I just don't understand this at all. Well, I think the the only thing that would make me go into a pachinko parlor, though, I'm just terrified of like feels like the most unwelcoming place. Yeah, to you're you're terrified of like yakuza and grandmothers turning and staring you're at like, you. Like, what are you doing here? But on the outside, they have. I'm clearly in their age demographic because mm. on the outside they have ads for like it's the Cowboy Bebop Pachinko Machine, it's the Ronma One Half Pachinko Machine, the Evangelion oh, wow. One, the Gregory they, Horror Show Pachinko well, Machine. Be, it because, probably exists because they know anime fans of the '90s oh. are now old enough to buy uh, get in pachinko parlors. They're marketing towards us, but they just didn't think of my country of origin. Mm. Uh, oh, hey, well, why don't we talk about Star Citizen? Uh, I wanted to get to microtransactions first. Oh, fine. Sure. Destiny's Fair. Pay to Dance, right? Yeah, Destiny's Pay to Dance and Battlefield, uh, or Star Wars Battlefront is mm-hmm. not Pay to Dance. Uh, so. <laughs> but uh, Metal Gear is... Online, or Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh-huh. Phantom Pain has micro, well, a microtransaction. Yeah, it has like the the wh- shadiest sounding thing in the world, which is a uh, insurance mm-hmm. for. Wow. So, it's actually, I haven't done plans, this. Man. Yeah, I haven't actually done this because I've been keeping my. Well, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Five for uh, almost ninety hours over the last month right. and a half since it's come out. But you're only thirty hours ahead of me. Yeah, and like. I've, I've kept it offline because the from what I've heard the forward operating base stuff sounds no fun at all. It's, it's pretty fun. Ugh, it just sounds the worst. It's like 
people can steal your 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 people at your base, yeah, which but is you can steal their people. I don't want to do that. Why I not? like who I got. No, I no, earn it's, them. It's not. It's not like you. You select who you put at the forward operating base. Yeah, but so you're you're taking a bet on anyone yeah. you put on your security team. That like, all right, this is somebody who can get stolen. But if I put better people on here, it is less likely that they will be stolen. It's like people can steal yeah. your Pokemon. Like, someone someone's telling me like <laughs> they filled their forward operating base with uh, troublemakers. Because ah. in, in in Metal Gear Solid Five, you have mm-hmm. troublemakers who will cause problems like. They're so long even, as there's an even number of them, yeah, they'll cancel each other out. Mm. I just dismiss them because, like, I don't want to. I don't want people to leave my <laughs> army because there's like, one of them is for being unsanitary. So it's like this. Could, this dude stinks so bad. People are leaving your your army. We're getting sick and dying. Yeah, and I'm just like, I just don't want to deal with them at all. But like, this one guy was, told me like, oh, I just put all my un, like unsanitary troublemakers, like mean dudes. They're all in this one thing, and uh, I don't care if they die. And if someone else gets them, then they're that guy's problem. Mm. But I just don't like. I'm, there's enough things that I'm like thinking about in a, in a Metal Gear Solid mission. There's like the uh, the, the deployment of your troops. Mm-hmm. There's developing new things. There's side ops. Like I'm already like I'm probably still another like ten hours away from finishing this game hmm. I don't want to have to think about another layer of gameplay on top of this yeah well the MGO stuff isn't even the FOB stuff like that's been available for yeah. weeks but Metal Gear well apparently the thing that they just the microtransaction they just ah. announced was insurance so anything that you lose in the forward operating base thing mm-hmm. anything that somebody steals from you that you don't even lose it yeah I'm not paying for that I it's it's did you guys but you like but you like the model though of stealing yeah. other people's shit. I do. I, well. I especially love it when I invade someone's FOB and they don't have anyone guarding it because they're paranoid about losing people. So I steal all their other shit that is unguarded. <laughs> like what what else wow. do you get like the tanks uh, and shipping and containers uh, shit. Yeah, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I'm never but, going online now. But uh, Chris, what's the deal with Destiny dances? You buy dances? Um, I just noticed in um, the tower the other day there's like there's an emote machine. I can buy emotes, mm. and I, I, I hustle over there, and like, there's nothing available. Oh. Fuck! And then I hear micro Destiny announces microtransactions, but only for dancing. I'm like, this is great. Man. And so, of course, everybody else needs your game. People, eh, microtransactions. Like, I want to pay for dancing. <laughs> I love that shit. Well, that's the kind of stuff. In a you shooter, should see. I'm playing with Grim. Only, His dance is insane. They should only sell cosmetic things. It's in, yeah. It's only yes. cosmetic. You can play the game as it's as is for as long as you want. I would totally pay for a better dance. I mean, that's, I that's one what dance. Valve did with Team Fortress, right? They sell hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yeah. they let they sell they let people sell their own hats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hear, it sounds like a pyramid scheme. It's when the you best hear thing. Micro- say like, I'm this guy got rich selling hats. Team Fortress is the best example of microtransactions because it doesn't affect the gameplay. Everybody gets to be the same, but they get to personalize themselves, which is kind of like real life. We're all supposedly given on like on the same foot, except I can wear a different hat or shirt if I want to. <laughs> And like, and that's I don't know. I, I don't. I see. I saw this going around. I didn't see. I didn't read the comments, but it's going around because like people have a negative knee jerk reaction to all microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understandably so. People I should get all the dancing animations yeah. for free because I'm a consumer. Well, there are some people who overdo it with microtransactions. Like it gets. Some There's been no, like lines. Destiny. I thought for years would add microtransactions for awful reasons because it has crazy shit like loot that's hard to find, and they didn't do that. They did it for cosmetic stuff that doesn't matter. Everybody has to do the same grind I do. They did it for you. And they the boys, because love 
should bring you joy oh, and right. not the imitation <laughs> that your mommy and daddy tried to show you. Uh, Henry, we can talk about Star Citizen. Okay, now. I was going to quickly say there is the now in Times Square, there's the PlayStation Theater. Oh. Formerly the Best Buy Theater Ooh, in New York City. Buy physical media. And before that, the Nokia Theater. <laughs> so I don't know. It oh, seems man. like in six years it'll become oh, the... This does seem like a curse spot. Yeah. The Instagram Theater. <laughs> the Instagram Theater, yeah. But, so it's this, you know, it's prime real estate in Times Square. It's a 2,100-seat theater mm-hmm. in Times Square. It's where they... It's, uh, it's where in 2013 Microsoft launched... Uh, had the Xbox One launch party there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So now you can go to the PlayStation Theater and watch... You too perform all your greatest songs, mm. but okay, but yeah. So anyway, Star Citizen, Star Citizen, a bunch and of crazy Star shit. Can you sum this, this up for me because, like, I've read a little all bit right, here and so, there. So, uh, Escapist did. Uh, well, no, no, but Star Citizen. Uh, okay, I got Star Citizen. Yeah. Start the beginning. Massively funded, like a forty-seven like million dollar crowdfunded game. Million. Ninety-two million. Go anywhere, do anything. Space Sim from the creator Wing ships. Commander. Correct? Yes, yes. And Mark Hamill. Uh, <laughs> it's the most funded Kickstarter ever, and then they, but then they open it up. Anybody can. They just add a forever Kickstarter through PayPal, uh-huh. and just mm-hmm. keeps going up and up and up. And people get access to things that aren't the game, and just a bunch of little stuff. And they are planning all these pie in the sky things. So Escapist does this hit piece as it's being described about uh, Star Citizen and how like they they have they've talked to nine anonymous employees. Who say that there's all this horrible shit going on? Racism, sexism, terrible hiring practices. Uh, the game is slowly being killed off by feature creep. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, they they get a comment back from the I, I'm forgetting his name, the Wing Commander creator. Yeah, Chris, Chris Roberts. Chris yeah. Roberts. Yes, thank you. He he like writes an impassioned response. And then that is followed up by lawsuit threats mm-hmm. yes. against escapists. Like, you must apologize for this and take it down. Or... I did love their demands. Yeah, well... You have to apologize to our HR director, uh-huh. but you somehow have a quote on, we won't hire a black girl. Yeah. And my only... My only... Whoa. Dude. We're yeah, not but don't, but don't, don't, don't You're being an internet person. Like, what HR person would say that ever? I there's, can't imagine There's nobody more trained to not say, say that, that in, in yeah. the history of anything. And if anything, mm-hmm. like... You walk around, what am I supposed to say? Don't hire a black person? Quote, 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 glass door, glass door. It could have mm. even been misheard as, we won't hire that girl. But I feel yeah. like we're being apologists for the company because... No, just, the whole thing smells like bullshit to me. Yeah, but their their rebuttal is also a fucking mess. Because okay, either. they raise some valid points in that, like, the reporting is really shoddy. Yes. They uh, allegedly... Uh, confirmed the identity of employees by okay. using their they identity cards. Door and- well, no, they they have a rebuttal to that. That they they say that they used identity cards to verify the employees. The company says we don't issue identity cards. Mm. Uh, that's a pretty big thing. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, they point out like this stuff is on Glassdoor, and the escapist's re- the escapist's response was. Well, we talked to these people, and then they posted similar things on Glassdoor. Hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I don't buy this hmm. at all. I mean, when just because yeah. like I've worked on the other side of things, like ga- games. And Escapist <laughs> is also saying repeatedly, we did not work with Derek Smart, creator of Battle Cruiser 3000 <laughs> AD, who is like the self-appointed nemesis of uh, Star Citizen. Hmm. Well, so from an outsider perspective, I did. I like the seeming lack of mm-hmm. uh, professionalism by escapists because mm-hmm. 
let's just say they're very into ethics and games journalism. Mm -hmm. So to see them be unethical in their games journalism, I'm using quotes on mm -hmm. those things, it, it, it fills me with that kind of schadenfreude joy I love. But oppositely, when you think of handing $92 million to a creative person who has no overhead... Yeah, but dude, uh, dude like happens, businessmen to say, don't spend this money. Up until very recently, that was the budget on most AAA games. Mm -hmm. And the same pitfalls, like delays and like, well, we can achieve that, or like reports are like, we don't know what the fuck's happening because so, probably they're not get, they're not able to get something working that they promised. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they won't ever. I it's know. just that like this is a stupid hard process, a stupid yeah. hard process. There was a there's like a story this week that uh, I think Yu Suzuki was saying something like, oh yeah, for six million dollars, like I can't make a real, I can't make a very good looking Shenmue game, mm -hmm. and it like all all of. A lot of stories are like, "Huh, he can't make a good-looking game for six million dollars." What the fuck's he doing? It's you like, know, you know what the retort is to that that I keep seeing? Well, I can make a one-dollar YouTube video mm -hmm. that I yell into a Logitech camera, and like, yeah. so therefore I'm a fucking expert on how games are made. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I know more than you, and you nothing you could ever aspire yeah. to. Six could million get was close like to a, a six million game's was budget. a fraction of the previous mm -hmm. yeah. games. It's well, a fraction it's of a, any game that you like with, count for having great graphics. So it's like. What do you expect? Yeah, with any of that stuff, uh, if one thing that like your Patreon and other Kickstarter sure. projects has taught me, it's that people who criticize you for like not being able to do something for a certain amount of money yeah. tend to completely discount the idea that you need to make a living. Mm. Somehow, no, that I, well, some of that money is going to pay you to true. not do other things. Some, some of that, like I'm guessing, Star Citizen's money, you don't ha know how much of the budget is going towards uh, janitorial services. Yeah. And I bet there's a certain amount of people like, I didn't pay you for it's janitorial like, services. Yu Suzuki <laughs> is not asking... You guys should shit in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Yu Suzuki is not asking for $6 million. Wear so rags and shit in a bucket. <laughs> Yu Suzuki is not asking for $6 million mm -hmm. so he can buy a bunch of computers and yes. some rendering software. He has to pay people. He has to pay people a living wage in a competitive field where people are yes. paid a certain amount of money. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what most people don't understand is that like the amount of money... It, People who make games, the, the really important people who make games, they make a ton of money. Like, and, they, and they're not going to sit. They're not going to sit there and work at a job where they're not being paid a competitive value. And being, we've heard about the stories of what it's like to work on a game. It's mm -hmm. like it's over. It's overtaxing. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's all. Our, I, and I understand crowdfunding people wondering where their game is. I don't mean to say that you're jerks. I, I don't. Like, uh, it's like that, that is. I mean, this this kind of thing happened with Peter Molyneux mm -hmm. this year too. That. Peter Molyneux made promises, the same lofty, crazy promises mm -hmm. he makes to he would make to the fans through a publisher. But this time, when he doesn't have a publisher like Microsoft to mm -hmm. get more funding from, he just is like fucked, and he's like, "Nah, ship it." Goddess comes out. I don't care if it's bad. <laughs> I got a new idea already. Like you can't. But but I the problem is, you're making those promises directly to your consumers. And that's that's what we take our Patreon very seriously. Yeah. We try and follow up, and but I tell you what, it's way harder than we ever imagined. Mm. Yeah, I as somebody who we've all been dealing with mm. a, a tiny fraction right. of what sending physical rewards are to people. Everything costs more than you think. Yeah, like just it the idea, like we're sending more. stickers to all of you. Like that is thousands of dollars base for the items in general. Not to mention the time we can't do anything else when we stuff envelopes. Yeah. It's like it, this is a microcosm of what uh, crowdfunding and we looks love like. Doing it, by the and, way, we're and, not complaining. No, no, I'm not complaining at all. It's just like these are these are expenses you don't foresee, and like it's a reality. Right. Bring in advance Star warning Citizen. to uh, Star Citizen. Well, advance warning to the patrons. That that space simulator we promised is not going to quite work out. I'm sorry. <laughs> it will, but it's all paper based. Yeah. So bringing it back to Star Citizen, I was really so it, things escalated when uh, 
like Chris Roberts deferred to like uh, this is my uh, general counsel mm-hmm. and uh, also CEO and vice president of the company and uh, like he he responded to the escapist with like a litany of like threats and specific information and stuff like this and I read a legal blog that dissected his email and mm-hmm. said like all right well this is really entertaining but you've if you had a case and you've kind of profoundly damaged it by doing this this is really unprofessional behavior mm-hmm. for anyone who studies law because okay so you write a bunch of threats you say a bunch of facts you're a witness in this case you should normally and, shut up yeah, you should shut up mm-hmm. and not CC a couple litigators at a gigantic firm to sound scary. You should have them write the yeah. scary letter because otherwise that's unprofessional and you've yeah you've done I, immense I damage I, to your case. I don't know that much about it other than that the Escapist article looks like a bunch of libelous stuff that I think yeah. like most websites like mine could probably get away with because we're we're. Because nobody pays attention. Yeah, because like, but like, you're like, congratulations, you hit the big time, and now you have to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of those things you don't think about. Like, I didn't think Escapist has been the big time for a while, but no, no, I don't mean to say that. I I just don't think they expected to incur the wrath of what they're getting because, like, these are serious allegations for things with a lot of money on the line. It's kind of like you get like anonymous tip emails, like. "Mm -hmm." Well, should I go further? Like, what's the what's the level that I need to go to to uh, like make sure this is a story that's publishable? These are the things that journalists. I worked in this business for years. I don't I don't write about every disgruntled thing I hear from an employee at a game company because it's all pretty bad. Escapist (laughs) does say that the the sources were vetted by their legal department, whatever that means. That that makes me curious. So let me say this about the. I don't want to say that the Escapist is wrong. I say this as a someone who was a fan of the Escapist. 2014 was a watershed year, and by that I mean they went from one sh- they went from a house to a garbage shed. They lost <laughs> most of their major writers, including Jim Sterling. Mm. Lots of people left. Surprisingly, around the same time that they started catering to ethical games journalism mm. fans, and like Escapist is not what it used to be. Don't even yeah, take you should name. you should put heavy air quotes around ethical games journalism. Yes, fans. because obviously ethical games journalism is a good thing. Yes, even if Chris doesn't care. But about I'm it. saying with quotes no, on it, it's Thank not a good thing. <laughs> I'm saying they were game. It, it's it's obvious. Escapist was going for a certain audience. They mm-hmm. wanted to me. They were trying to be the Fox News for that audience. Mm-hmm. And I've read, I've read tweets, like publicly said tweets by ex-escapist people who just say they roll their eyes at what's happening in Escapist, or they're disappointed at what happened. And so that's why it's hard for me to trust this Escapist thing too, and their and their work on it. I, as you know, as a games journalist, you want to support yeah. the brotherhood of all that, and I definitely like them I over want to support games yeah. writers. I've never felt. And I've said know, that a billion yeah. times. There's no movie journalism. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Like when you try and mm. pretend to be a journalist and write slanderous horseshit like this, like th- you run into problems because you don't know all the facts. It's, first off, it's libelous. Libelous. Important distinction. Slanderous. Spoken. I know. Print fucking said. <laughs> but like, but like, someone's got to say it because like, otherwise, all those YouTube talking head videos should be accountable for the same thing. Mm, Here's yeah. my impression of every YouTube thing talking about stars. Come on, really, really. <laughs> Really? Really? So, really? I think really? you need a really? few more puzz in there. Come on. Come on. I want my $10 Kickstarter donation back, by the way. 
So follow as, me on YouTube. Like, subscribe, subscribe below. And I don't know. As an as an outsider, yeah. as a spectator, I'm interested to see if this actually will be a lawsuit because everybody says I'm going to sue you. I can sue you over this. They never do it because lawsuits are stupid expensive. It'll be over in yeah. three years. That's and, another thing people have been pointing out. Like this like, could cost like a million dollars of their backer money. Are they yep. willing to spend that? Yeah. On this and story, it's kind of irresponsible to do it. It's it's the thing that like Hulk I'd Hogan. Escapist can afford it. Hulk Hogan should be your negative example of that because mm-hmm. he's suing Gawker over that sex tape because he was rightly pissed off like Gawker stole my sex tape and published it online and Gawker stole my sex tape but <laughs> it, say it like Brother Hogan but a, but a PR person should have said to the Hulkster to go into this airs every bit of dirty laundry you've ever had yeah. Yeah. and you will destroy yourself trying to take out Gawker Sorry, yes, and hey, I would, remember I, you said all that racist shit on your, on your I fuck I would tape, like to dude. say like, I, I don't mean to come down and escape this like but like the Star Citizen thing sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, and like especially if you're a backer, I there's understand no, that. There's no good guy in this thing. It's yeah. like no, uh, Escapos was maybe a little bit shoddy, but they had a story they really wanted to pursue. Yeah, but, but, and Star Citizen, uh, like they rightly saw holes in it, but they also yeah. are kind of but have both maybe of, this both of these, I, up as, as a journalist, I want to believe that uh, the Escapist is 100 percent right on this, but I. I don't know. It no, sounds really I, fucking I only sketchy. know about Star Citizen because people writing articles about where is it, why isn't it happening. But I also have been on the other side of like big games normally don't. Crowdfunding allows for a game to be announced before it's made. Most yeah. game companies would never announce a game until several years yeah. after it's been in the process. Until it's of being like made. basically in like the final gestation yes, period. Like it's, it's a like, presentable point and like it's yeah. probably not in a presentable place right now. And like yeah. it like their their ambitions were grand. You that's why you gave yeah. to it. And so, like, you might have to wait for it to come out the way you want it. I, I that yeah. that part I get more than the part of like the angry gamers, like, "Where's my shit?" This like, is a thing that we're sadly, it takes time to make we're shit. We're too used to pre-orders. We, like, I, 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 I paid. Like, I should get this in a few months. But you're right. There are things to learn both in terms of games journalism and I think accountability when it comes to um, uh, crowdfunding, which mm. you know is one of those things we have to adhere to and have to try and remember all the time. And most crowdfunding sites are like, you need to keep people up to date on what's actually happening. And the more transparency you give, the better it is. And I don't think, I definitely don't think Star Citizen is doing that, which allows rampant speculation. Look, I mean, like, it's almost like more than 50% of, Mm -hmm. like, high-profile, kick-started, uh crowdfunded games mm-hmm. go through this period where people are like super angry mm-hmm. and demand answers and it's like it's, it's happened it's happened with broken age it's happened with money number nine it's yeah. happened with every high profile mm-hmm. crowdfunded game you and can look, ever I, imagine i know that they're darlings but like mm-hmm. the the igarashi game it's gonna happen with that probably will happen with shenmue 3 oh absolutely we'll have so shenmue. i just I, I think i'm just making a plea uh, from someone who has worked on the other side like like have some gamers you are now in you are now in the shoes of a publisher. This is very frustrating for money people, mm. which I've never been one. But like this happens to every game, mm. and you're now you're getting a front seat ride. So don't lose your shit and throw your stuff in the air and pretend to threaten lawsuits. Like this is just how games are. This is how what you like gets done. And now you just you're, you happen to have a front row view of it, and it's really weird, and you may not be satisfying. But hey, games, games. Mm. Games. Games. Oh, am I right? Yep. Take four years to make. Almost like almost every good game is in, in development for like three to four years. Oh, and Far Cry Primal got announced. Let's move <laughs> on to the question of the week, huh? <laughs> All right. Last week's question of the week, as you may remember, was which video game character would be your ideal dance partner? Dave, <laughs> you weren't here for that. Um, I'm going to say Yoshimitsu. 
from Tekken. Oh, I remember answer. like every time he won, he would do this really cool dance, and I would like to dance with a robot. <laughs> is he really a robot, or well, is he a, he's kind of a cyber- is he a cyborg? I would yeah. say more robot than cyborg. <laughs> uh, no, wait, no, no, no. He's well, he's like made by Doctor Baskinovich. I guess like ba- a, all right. Baskinovich. Basically, any robot. <laughs> That's the joke. Any robot from like the PlayStation era is okay. kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Like home okay. from Tobal, I really think. Oh like, yeah, yeah. He's, cool he's pretty. the biggest Tobal fan yeah. in the world. Man. Yeah. Um, so first to answer on the forums was Memb Insane Rain, <laughs> or Insane in the Membrane, as Chris is fond of pointing out. Yeah, you got it. Uh, I always get it, but that's not how it's written. Um, I'm a robot. I'm a robot. Shut up. My <laughs> ideal dance partner would have to be pretty much any Pokemon, because I too only know four moves. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, Banklo steps then said, "Commander Shepard, because I uh, because neither of us would make the other look bad on the dance floor. What? Is, is Shepard? I guess people are making fun of that. Shepard has some. It looks kind of still. The male Shepard looks dances. hilarious. Kinda. Yes. Dave, you should read the next one. Uh, Captain Funtime says, "I'd probably have to say Quiet from Metal Gear Solid Five, primarily because she wouldn't complain about <laughs> how terrible a dancer I am." I am, of course, referring to the blood-covered version of Quiet, so that my enemies yeah. would be too intimidated to laugh at me. Oh, yeah. That's Bat- a good one. Bad Boy 11 says Sonic the Werehog. Batman Boy 11. Batman Boy 11 says Sonic the Werehog. Those sketchy arm, the stretchy arms must mean he can bust a move, right? Just like Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, he he waves him around and goes, I'm the queen of t- France. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't hurt Spell on the dance floor. No, if anything, if anything, his cabbage patch can only be captured in IMAX 3D. It's that long. Wow. Uh, I eat. I eat. Uh, is it supposed to be announced like I eat? Uh, they say someone equipped with the Final Fantasy dancer job. They've got the moves on the dance floor, and they'll be able to damage or inflict status ailments on everyone else. Trisketable mm. says an Exo Guardian from Destiny, so I don't have to be the only one who feels bad about being the worst dancer. Everyone does. So I don't know how you get your dancing moves in Destiny. Uh, like Grim, I know bought the hyper premium version, so he has. A fantastic dance that's like a minute long. Mine, I look like a prospector who discovered oil. I, I, I click my heels together and go woohoo, and I fucking hate it. I wish I had a cooler dance. It's not cool. I'll pay for another Destiny dance. Uh, let me read the next one. Uh, so Tenga says Voldo from the Soul series would be one freaky freak. He would literally dance circles around you, and he's sure to get the attention of the dance floor with his fabulous outfits. The whole getting stabbed factor would be a crappy caveat. Mm-hmm. And Michael, I think, should read the next one. Oh, uh, Griff says, All right, Miguelito, I want to start off by saying fuck you for taking Vanessa Z. Schneider. <laughs> you can also take Vanessa Z. Schneider. Just, other people can, can have sloppy people. seconds. She can't dance with two people. Uh, I guess I'd have to pick Bayonetta, who I have sort of lambasted in the past for being too sexualized to even be a parody of Japanese game sexualization. No, Still, group. that lady's limber. So, if you think Bayonetta yeah. is too sexualized, you actually aren't looking at Japanese games. No, she's... It is technically oh boy, sedate. I know I'm in for a treat when you guys start interrupting with... So... I think I think Bayonetta is both a parody and a uh-huh, very uh-huh. realistic, like, no, this is... We want you to jerk off to how sexy she is. But we're also it. making a statement about... I love I, it. I, I've never seen. If they any... want me to jerk off to it, then they should make it into a mini game. They did. Uh, they gave her a Star Fox outfit, and I right. exploded. I've never <laughs> seen a better. I've never seen a better pole dance to Andy Williams. Than, uh, <laughs> uh, DM DMB Junkie uh, says the Elite Beat Agents. That is a great answer. Yeah. Uh, we can help teenagers have sex, fight aliens, and deliver babies with just our dance moves. Agents are go. 
Uh-huh. Owen Garner says, Ape Escape 2 had a minigame called Dance Monkeys Dance. Mm-hmm. Dance had, Monkey, Dance Monkey, Dance. <laughs> uh, that dance had, the Monkey Dance. That had you moving, uh, which had you moving the sticks to make the monkeys wave their arms in a in a bomb dance. I played this as much <laughs> as the main game and caught all the apes in that. I loved seeing the monkeys smacking their asses to mock your dancing. I wouldn't mind having a pipa uh for my dancing partner, though the shrieking might be a bit too much. Yeah, a bone dance, the dance of death that they do. Oh, bone uh, I also want to read uh, Phil, and Ken, Phil Ken Seven, who says, I would dance with the Silent Hill 2 dog to his adorable theme song, whilst trying to forget he's actually somehow an inherently evil overlord of some fucked up hellish fog dimension full of scary ass shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so new question of the week. Henry, you inspired this one. Oh, did I? Have you ever injured yourself playing video games, uh, and what was the injury? And I bring it up because mine, you, you mentioned a torn rotor cuff, mm-hmm. rotator cuff. Mine was I was playing Boom Blocks, and I don't know how this happened exactly, but uh, because so much of it is wrist-snapping motions with the Wii Remote, like, after a while, I started to notice that I had, like, a huge lump growing mm. on the inside of my wrist. Yeah. It's just like this. I, I don't know if it was, like, a cyst or what. And, like, I went to the doctor, and she just looked at it and, like, eh, I don't know. It's probably buildup of synovial fluid or something. Just wait for it to go away. Uh, and it did, but it was gross and, and, mm. and painful while Jeez. it was there. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, I was talking about Diabolical Pitch. I can't think of any others, but I was super excited for Diabolical Pitch because this was when I was the my most into Grasshopper games. I think right now I'm not so much because they haven't put out a game in two years. But the, anyway, yeah, the it, it was a fun game. Another, like, dumb yeah. idea brought together by game uh, by, by Grasshopper and, yeah. and Suda51. It was just you're a baseball player who goes to hell and has to fight his way out of it, and but I was reviewing it and just the motion you I got can. too into it. You can you can throw you, it you lighter, but it I got too into being, it. You don't have to whip your hand forward. I, I was acting yeah. like I was Tom Glavin on every yeah. throw. <laughs> hey, actually, I guess uh, I'm look more at Chris about... pretending he's been here this whole time. <laughs> who is that? Tom Glavin. Tommy Dan? John. I believe it's pronounced Glavin. Glavin. He was, look he was, at the thing, you know. He was a big Braves player in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, or the who's the fat guy who was on the New York team? Uh, who's David Wells, Sid Bream, uh, different fat guy. Mike something. Fingers? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, my my choice really would be chunk thick body. <laughs> my choice would be uh, we fit. Uh, oh, I didn't I, hear the question. I, well, the question was, what game have you injured yourself while playing? Uh huh. And we fit like that was my fitness regiment for probably like three so or sad. four months. Wow. So like I would do like there's some like harsh shit in there. There's like plank push-ups which are like oh, do yeah? a push-up, but then like go from the push-up to doing like make like putting one arm up in the air while the other one's mm. holding your whole body up. And it seemed to be all right, but then I threw my back out playing it uh, one day, and like for <laughs> since then I've had like it seems like every like eighteen months I'll throw my back out doing something. I, like, I do that too, having yeah. never worked on a Wii Fit. Yeah, well, I mean, this that was like literally fifth, like 
like a minute before, like I, I stood up and I'm like, oh, they're right back out. Small. Price I was playing to pay. Wii Fit, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I want to blame Wii Fit for the whole uh, boondoggle. Small price to pay for Body by Miyamoto. Yeah. <laughs> look at hey, that. Look, look at that. Your smile's I'm, already I'm, disappearing into your neck. I know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> way into the uh, Wii Fit trainer. Mm. So. Yeah, that guy's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, Chris I, injury. I thought mine was well documented. Okay. Do we not? You know what? You're a PC gamer. Like, no, uh, no. When you worked at PC Gamer, you it had was when I worked at PC Gamer. Pain. But it was um, during when I went home, and I well, want to blame this. It was the um, uh, Skyward Sword. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have much else to blame other than a night of pure cocaine fueled mm-hmm. mayhem where I threw fireworks underhanded the whole time. But like, I had like severe <laughs> nerve damage. Like where I, co- I, I I like couldn't sit comfortably. I couldn't sleep without like being like severely medicating myself to the point of like telling Tyler like I know I'm not supposed to take these pills and drink, but I can't. I haven't mm. slept in two nights because of pain. Like I don't I, care if I don't wake up. I, I just need to go to sleep. Oh, I felt I felt really. I was worried about you then. Too. I was I, I'm worried about me then. Like I, I was could, I was telling you like you know how Heath Ledger died right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I went to I went to the doctor. Had a terrible experience and like and the only thing that really changed about my behavior was Skyward Sword where the idea that like that charge shot you get in Zelda when your life is full you actually had to hold a sword up in the air mm-hmm. constantly and so like if you wanted to throw out one of those directional Wii Motion Plus equipped things into an enemy you had to hold like constantly throw the sword in there and sometimes it wouldn't register I'm at my parents house I didn't have an optimal setting mm-hmm. um, I-, I played that for like mm-hmm. two weeks and I-, I've, I I love Zelda I love Zelda so much and I hate that I haven't finished that game but it it literally may have hurt me <laughs> it may have hurt me to the point of going to the doctor and getting x-rayed damn so I have a feeling that a lot of the answers to this are going to be Wii related but I'll just say like it doesn't have to be Wii related yeah. we will not call you a pussy mm-hmm. for example uh, I, yeah, I'm unique I said it's a connect game I injured myself uh, oh that's true That's but it's still motion controls yeah. but I hurt myself like the time I dragged out my Dreamcast after a few years of it being in the closet it's like I'm going to play Mark of the Wolves now on a Dreamcast controller and first the uh, rigid uh, D-pad just just chewed up my my thumb and uh, after too many repetitive fireball rolls I started to notice this weird tingling feeling in my arm (gasps) and like I'd given myself tendinitis by playing fucking Mark of the Wolves for just a few hours. I have noticed playing in bed with uh, the Vita and the in the 3DS, I think they're both designed for short-term play, Mm -hmm. but I do tend to play them in my bed for very long spurts. I'll be playing with my Spurts. my my head my head's back spurting all over my body, uh-huh. uh, holding it up with my elbows down, and like eventually, like I realize there's not any blood in my hand, and it mm-hmm. it, it it's so numb it hurts. I, oh honest, yeah, I have a process for that honestly because when I'm playing, uh, sometimes during my most uh, let's say depressed times, I am playing like 12 hours straight of oh of a of a strategy RPG on my 3ds. So I'm sitting. Uh, with my back on the pillow, uh, my back on the mattress. Oh, both my arms are going to sleep. But this one more than the other one. Tilt to the side. Mm. Okay, getting blood in that mm. one. Mm-hmm. And then tilt to the other side. More blood there. But not never stopping playing the game. Blood. And then finally, like, okay, blood seems to be level now. And back to my. It back. makes <laughs> me feel like a little kid because I kind of yeah. every half hour I kind of had to had to sit up engine style. Mm. And I'm usually like just in my boxers holding a little game. You. I've had a lot of uh, instances oh where <laughs> I've been playing a 3ds for too long while I'm in the toilet, <laughs> and then. And I, I get up and I'm like, 
I can't. Your legs. I, I don't know if I can asleep. actually like walk without collapsing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm worried that that's how I'll die. Like, I'm I'll very just, like, trip I've been sitting fall. on this rigid seat for too long. Yeah, I'm just very scared of like breaking my leg in that case. Like yeah. not just because then it's like my leg is broken, my pants are around my ankles. <laughs> I'll have to crawl to a phone and probably not be able to pull up my pants, and then just yeah. have to. call. But paramedics me. are going to come and point at your ass. And to be fair, laugh. Dave Dave's toilet in his bathroom was a former prop from The Incredible Shrinking Woman. It is giant, and his feet yeah. dangle super hard. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's the dumbest joke there. I've bothered right. to make. So, how have you injured yourself by playing games? Let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums and uh, start the thread. Whoever starts the thread by uh, asking and answering the question of the week, which is, again, have you ever injured yourself by playing a game? Uh, gets read first on next week's show, or you can go to the comments underneath episode 132 and answer there. So that's our show. Let's do a quick round of plugs. Uh, Henry, you're good. moving your arms. I was moving my arms to say Chris oh, usually goes first. I'm checking. It's lasertimepodcast.com because I have so many. I always I have to plug. It's It's been a weird week. Uh, we have a ton of fun things planned for uh, lasertimepodcast.com. And, well, uh, October is going to be a real yeah, spectacular month. Spooky. Spooptober. Ah. I and, forgot uh, I was going to call it that. Spooptober. That's have, still a relevant meme, right? We Spoopy? have a really gorgeous stream of Star Wars Battlefront that should be up before yeah. most of you can get your hands on it. Which, again, all this is new to us. We are not used to getting uh, advanced copies of games. Uh, the, the Star Wars Battlefront, I, I love it. Just play it. Do me a favor, play it. Don't watch our YouTube video. What? But if you want to watch our YouTube videos, we have uh, uh, Transformers Devastation is up there. We had there. the NES launch anniversary last we week We were fortunate well. enough to get a copy of LEGO Dimensions, which mm-hmm. as of this time we have not streamed yet. We will, we will stream a bit yeah. of that and the Back to the Future pack and the Portal pack mm-hmm. uh, by the time you hear this, uh, which to wow. me are the most... The things I'm most excited about, but god damn, that game, the game is expensive, and I opened it up, and we were supposed to stream it today, I was like, I gotta set up this portal first? You didn't You didn't do an unboxing? No, we didn't do an unboxing. Oh, well, but, that's but a missed opportunity. We have some glamour shots of, because like, I was so pissed about it, and then I get upstairs, because it's like 12 o'clock at night, and I have to set this up for the mar- tomorrow morning, and then I realized... I'm building a Lego thing that's 260 pieces. <laughs> awesome! And like, like building the portal, like I've never encountered some of these Lego pieces, and I was fascinated. And I had actually, I I haven't played the game. I had the best time building the portal. But an hour, 90 wow. minutes of pure bliss. Mm-hmm. And this week's laser time mm-hmm. is Halloween comfort food, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the- Halloween comfort food. The things you like to watch around Halloween. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys about it uh, for real. Yeah. And uh, like, because I'm trying to watch a horror movie. Um, one for every day of October, even if I'm doubling up and watching two in a day. Uh, well, yesterday you watched Evil Dead 2, which uh, that's part yeah. of our Monday Night Movie stream. Yeah, patreon.com slash laser time. You get an exclusive laser time podcast just for you. I really, Wes was on our show this week. It was really fun. Last um, Monday we're doing a Monster Squad. And a horror movie it. I've never watched and always wondered about Hellraiser. It was fucking yeah. excellent. Oh, you, yeah. That it's was so good. good. Yeah. And, well, you know, yes. You gotta watch Society. How did I get my new iPhone? Into... We'll tell you on bonus time, people. <laughs> uh, and then there's a new Cape Crisis this week, which hasn't been recorded yet, but this is the week that Jughead number one comes out and all new, all different Marvel begins and the new season of The Flash, so we're mm-hmm. gonna have a lot to talk about, I think. And... Uh, Cheap Popcast, there's a new episode this week uh, talking about Madison Square Garden. They just mm-hmm. had a big show there, and we the talk about Mecca. and talk about how it's actually kind of a cursed place because everyone there is dead or a murderer or racist. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and everyone. No rapist huh. yet. Yeah. Well, thank Ooh. God we're missing that letter. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> 
from racist. <laughs> oh, and VG Empire starts Rocktober yeah, this month. Rocktober. Uh, we can't say what it is, even though it should have gone live by now, yeah, right? Have. Well, let's not assume. Yeah. It's Magnet Guy. <laughs> All right. Magnet Guy. And you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Follow me personally at Wikiparas. And please, I encourage you all to go and check out ubiblog.com where I post stuff. And mainly I've been posting a weekly retrospective on each Assassin's Creed game, which is resumed. Uh, we're going live this week with Assassin's Creed 3. And I love the video. It reminds me of why I love that game. So we've been Video Game Apocalypse. I've been your host, Michael Raparas. Our theme song is written by Matthew Joseph Payne. Our haunting and beautiful new releases song is by David B. Cooper. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Dracula is more interesting than I thought he was. Yeah, he kill like it is tr- the first person he kills in in that trailer is a honky. Like four honky cops. Man. <laughs> oh, nice, and we're already off with uh, racism that's unpopular on the internet right now. <laughs> what honkies? Hon- making fun of honkies will always be popular. Dude, honkies get offended so easily. They now. do. Hey man, if we can say honky, then why can't we say the N word, man? <sighs> Because we're white. Honky should only is the racist term that should only be used against cars. If you uh, a stupid honky, next person who makes that, everywhere. Next person who makes that comment, why can't we say that word if everybody else can say honkies? If you can make a movie called Twelve Years a Honky <laughs> and have it win an Oscar, everybody can say the N word. That is not the name of that movie. Twelve Years a Honky. I see. They have to make it and make it appeal to people About enough to win an Oscar. The pain of growing years. up white. That story was never called Twelve Years an N word. <laughs> Twelve Years a God, we are way off topic.